shirts getting copyright struck what's up everybody i'm francisco and this is sports goose number 148 i'm joined by my good buddies andrew and charles this episode is titled maybe some actual baseball maybe <laughs> so uh the last i guess the last three weeks we've been like yeah let's talk about baseball we never talk about baseball and then last week was like the most egregious example of Let's talk about baseball, and we titled it and everything. I was like fully expecting to talk about baseball, but then college football did a thing, and we kind of had to truncate the episode, and it's like, yeah, we didn't talk about baseball at all. We kind of made fun of baseball for a little bit, but nothing more than that. Uh, Yeah, so this time, I feel like we might actually talk about baseball, because not much... I I mean, there's stuff for all the other stuff, but like, you know, NBA Summer League, I ain't talking about that. I don't care. And... uh, we got, you know, college football is going to keep doing its thing. We're going to see what, where things settle by the time the actual season starts and all the, the rumors and the noise and everything like that. And the NFL, I mean, the, the only the big thing was uh, Zach Wilson, uh, who uh, likes older women, and I can't blame him. So there you go. Uh, Andrew, how are you doing? I had no idea. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm not doing half bad. Uh, still studying, yep. still uh, not being racist. <laughs> um, you'll, you'll, viewers, you'll understand what I'm talking about uh, in, in a few minutes when we get Gosh. to that segment. Um, that's pr- pretty much it. I mean, coincidentally, we have uh, triple play. Was it? Oh two, two thousand two. Yeah, it was before it yeah. became MVP baseball. The following season, two thousand three, um, with uh, World Series hero Luis Gonzalez on the cover. Um, I'm playing MLB The Show twenty one this evening, as I normally do, uh, because it really does not require a lot of thinking. So I'm able to keep focused on the show. Mm-hmm. All right, not the, not the game show, the podcast show. <laughs> Charles, how about you? I I am Zach Wilson looks like a total Chad. <laughs> yeah. That's great. You know, he so it, it's like perfect that he'd go for that because when you look at the whitest of whites of quarterbacks out there, I guess we should just title a show where attack we're not racist, we swear. You look at <laughs> Trevor Lawrence in that draft, who you look like he can get anybody. Mm-hmm. He, he can even get like the pristine, it's the hair and the and the really strong features. And then you get Mac Jones, who clearly looks like he waits outside of a high school to pick up his girlfriend. Um, to kind of go from there. I like Mac Jones to a degree, but it, it was that strut on draft day. Mm. You know, like he's the guy that competed for prom king. You could just see the face of it. Mm. And then Zach Wilson looks like a chat. He's the guy who has the um, mm. the shorts that are right, not just right above the knee, but like a couple inches that show some leg. Yeah. He's that guy that does the Hail Mary at the Ale House or Flanagan's, you know, for my 305 people when it's 430 in the morning. And, you know, he's just too kind of hopped up on what happened in the bathroom. And he's like, all right, wh- what's your name? Hey, how you doing? Let's continue the part. I, I can just see it. I-, I don't remember any other quarterback who was drafted in the first round two years ago. This year's quarterbacks, I can't put a perception of them of, what they do and whom they do and go from there. Um, maybe I'll have to make that list on the podcast to humor myself. What are they, a new title, what are their dating pickup lines or predict bad NFL pickup lines? There you go. 
And if it's Deshaun Watson, all he has to do is book a massage. Bam! We said it all up oh, for that joke! No. Yes! <laughs> yes! You found a way. You found a way. Uh, what's up, Freddy? How you doing, man? I see you. The Ale Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the image of, like, the the BYU player, like, uh, taking a photo next to an actual cougar? And it's like, that's Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the memes have been great, and it's funny because Zach Wilson's not a guy I can find myself rallying around because I, I didn't think he was I don't think he was worth the draft pick that the Jets got, but now you're kind of stuck in marriage with it. But mm. if you have some credibility with it, I'll take it versus what you had with Sam Darnold, who I like coming out of USC. But when you look at um, Sam Darnold, he's like total mouth breather, so it's just like. Mm, Plus, also, I, I can see him why he would go for the Cougars because Zach Wilson has very soft eyes, so that's how he gets you. He's like the boss baby in a non-linebacker. It's <laughs> like, wow, well, sure, that is my non-sponsor. Uh, all right, well, we we have that, sure. So, all right, well, I guess we. Oh damn man, where do we go from here? I, I guess we can talk about the MLB All Star list. Yeah, that's that's been the thing. We, we, the next week's the All Star Game, which is our final uh, for this upcoming season. Then we won't be back until like mid September, so we're gonna take a pretty long break this time. But I think it's warranted. We've, we've gone on for pretty long, and 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 yeah. So uh, let's let's take a look at that list real quick. Some some new ones. Some new guys got added because some guys are not gonna be able to go because of injuries and things like that. So I will try and bring up the latest version of that. I know one of my boys got into the All-Star game, which I'm happy about. We got two, I think. Uh, well, we got three. The Marlins got three guys representing for the first time since uh, 2016. So it's been a while since the Marlins have had more than... If I if I recall, one. the Rays only got one, and it was a pitcher. Well, your starting pitcher is like... like yeah, Shane McClanahan yeah, is yeah, like... Cy Young candidate. Yeah, he's, he's just Jacob deGromming it right now of fantasticness. I, I, I sort of don't count the pitchers because those are shows are not by the people. Yeah, but Although she, I guess in a way it actually matters more. The because guy, the, yeah, but the managers pick those guys. Yeah. Although I guess ultimately it makes it more because people don't know shit. It's all, it's just a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's yeah, yeah for the initial it. fan vote, but then the rest are the rest are the managers and and the players, and I don't know, I don't think the media votes on any of you guys, I don't think so at least. Uh, okay, so 22, uh, 2022 MLB All Star Game. This is the starting lineup for the American League. We have Alejandro Kirk for the Toronto Blue Jays as the catcher, Vladimir yeah. Guerrero Jr. as Overrated. the first baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Jose Altuve for the Houston Astros <laughs> for second well base. Well deserved, sure, sure. Uh, R- Rafael Devers, well deserved, third baseman, Red Sox. Tim Anderson, shortstop, Chicago <clears throat> White Sox. Your outfielders, Mike Trout, the Los <clears throat> Angeles Angels. Then Charles, your two boys, Giancarlo Stanton, <sighs> and Aaron Judge. Let me take that deep breath in real quick mm-hmm. to take the reins for this very small promo. Two years ago, yes, I said, Giancarlo Sandin, it's coming. Give it time. He has to heal. 20 home runs I think he has right now, or 21. Was hurt already this year. He's still killing it. 
we need a Robin to the Batman. Really, we need an Alfred to the Batman. Forget the Robin. Robin. There's like 5,000 different Robins, and if they're not Dick Grayson, they ain't for me. Um, <laughs> it just feels good. Even though I don't know why he was voted in, if you look at the plethora of it, unless they're, but they already put Shohei in as DH. Yeah. So it, it it's a big question mark because Giancarlo's feeling is kind of off. But I think it's sometimes they vote these people in on expectations. Yeah. But I'll tell you this. It makes more sense if the fan vote actually went for the quality that is Giancarlo instead of Anthony Rizzo. And I love the Riz. You know, we have a Gizzo Rizzo. But even though he has clutch moments, his batting is, like, slightly declining. He's our healthy number third best guy. And then with Aaron Judge, this is just this is just terrible. We legitimately have to lose the World Series. I'm saying this right now because mm. we play the game of um, of don't blink with this man. And I don't see everybody in the ALE or ALEs, but everybody in the AL is kind of fading away unless they go for a Shohei again for MVP, which I, I don't think is deserved this time around. Um, it, yeah, it, it would be bad because All-Star, this is like his seventh All-Star, but mm. All-Star, AL MVP, um, even though we had some inconsistencies in the Red Sox series, it's not for lack of power because we booted up like six runs so each 14 game. 14 and a half games ahead of them, so. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, Houston's actually the team to be in AL. I'm just going to say right now, they're a very complete team and they'll do a trade in the middle of the season to kind of get going. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things, don't blink. And that's that's my thoughts on Giancarlo and um, the other one. I have a question yeah. for you guys. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. So the heisman trophy how it works is you have a bunch of old fogies and shit who each have one heisman vote um but then the people get one vote it's it's in that regard it's a popularity contest it's it's like co-sponsored by nissan i think and it's just all right fans uh, whoever gets the most votes in the fan poll gets one vote. Do you, th- uh, obviously I'm not, ex- I'm considering how long that Major League Baseball has done fan vote. I'm not expecting for them to put, go away from it totally. But could you see a situation where maybe it's like 50% from the players or media or whatever, and then 50% from the fans? Um, I'll could tell you, you see why. that? I'll tell you why I don't think will happen. Contracts. Because the fan base is, if you're, look at the Blue Jays. I'm going to say right now, they don't really warrant a guy on there. Not even Vladimir Guerrero. I think when you have all-stars, sometimes you should have people who are transcendent of the team and transcendent of the position. And then what happened was a lot of guys got bopped in because of expectations still. I think Toronto's right now like near the bottom seller to the AL East, but because they're supposed to be the new wave, that's why their catcher got in, that's why Vladdy got in, that's why um, that's why Bochette was like second or third in play. You, you really want to go for self-deserving guys, and if you're, I don't know how it is at the MLPA, and I have to really deep dive and be a lawyer, and I hate that idea sometimes for the show, but I know for the NFL and the NBA, they're very big on contract agreements per appearance. So if you give it to the voters, I think voters are very neutral um, and they're also kind of tough. And I think they would have picked the better thing like um, Crease. I forgot his first name, but Crease on the White Sox, I believe. Um, 
I'll have to double check it, but him, he was more focused in, oh, Kirk has been good. I don't know, but I, I'm pissy pants with that sometimes, Ready? That's the thing. But also that's the hard part where you can't get that favoritism. I would like it. I just don't see it necessarily going to a full degree for the politics of it. Dylan Cease, thank you. I don't want to say Crease, but Dylan Cease. Um, but you have a few things. The same thing with like the pitchers. I'll tell you right now, Nestor Cortez should not be an all-star, flat out. I'm saying it right now. He had a very good two months, and now he's asked because this is what happens with develop. But that popularity vote, big markets, and if you have something that's contractual or for publicity or for the market of your players, you're going to want it to not be media-based because the media base is less biased. They have biasness towards it, but they might be willing to actually focus on, on the quiet teams. I mean, the Royals are always going to suck, but they might have dudes that are put out, but people are going to overshadow it because they suck in their small market. Mm. Uh uh, once again, we're, we're sponsored, guys, by Orbex, Andrew's favorite uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator mod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and yeah, uh, Charles, with the, the contracts thing is huge because I, there are uh, some writers that I, I think uh, maybe in the, I think may, it might have been the Major League Baseball, or but I think or I might have heard some from the Professional Hockey Writers Association um, that some guys refuse to actually vote for MVPs and it's not because they don't want, it's not because they, they don't feel some guys are deserving it. It's that some of them don't actually want to contribute to the contract situation of a player because they feel that it's unfair for them to determine that against a player. You know what I mean? I think that's fair because, but yet it's so hard because you have the media who doesn't want to approach the MVP, but they're also the people shelling out guys from ever touching the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a weird hypocrisy because some guy, some guys actually care about that. I'm on the money percent. I'm the Kevin Nash of the situation where I just care about it being easy in the money. That's the player approach I would have. Um, I'll do a deep dive on Kevin Nash one day for wrestling. Part of NWO, because thanks Andrew. But um, but there's a minor bit of hypocrisy. We won't contribute to your MVP thing for the contracts, but I, if, and baseball writers stay a long time, but if you're ever going to, not Canton, I'm sorry, but if you're ever going to whatever it is over there, yeah, Cooperstown, too many C's in there. But if you're going to Cooperstown, I, I may vote for you. Or I might not even vote for you, but because I can't reflect the fact that I had a vote and I didn't give it to you. Cause let's be honest here. Those are those memory problems, right? That come in when you get older. Mm. Um, that's amusing. That's all I'll say. Okay. All right. So let's uh, keep going down this list here. So that those are the starters for the American League. Next, the National League. Uh, Wilson Contreras of the Chicago Cubs is the catcher. Good for him, man. Because yeah. that Cubs team is ass. I'm glad that you have oh, yeah. some parity on the NL compared to the AL. I mean, he's there. I, I don't know if the Cubs want to make him their Yadier Molina and just be like the connection to one championship after another in these rebuilds, but... Uh, he's there, uh, but he's always, you know, being uh, dangled about for for for, for trade bait as well. The teams mm-hmm. want him. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt of the of the St. Louis Cardinals. Well deserved. Base. Yeah, yeah. Well deserved. That's, he's MVP candidate. Yeah, he's there so is it. legit. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Jazz Chisholm of the Miami Marlins. His this is his breakout year. Last season he struggled a bit, but this season he this is his breakout year. He's he's legitimately a good player. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, unfortunately, he's been kind of injured as of late, but I think the Marlins are going to keep him out. Uh, there's, I mean, uh, uh, we'll talk about tr- uh, sellers and, and buyers later on, but 
uh, maybe next week. Maybe because we yeah, Freddie had asked about that, so yeah, I think we I think next week would probably be the best baseball. one to yeah to talk about the trade deadline and what teams need, especially like uh, you know Andrew and Charles have teams that are that are uh, you know vying for playoff spots, and the Marlins are in they're in that in between category of like whether they should go in or not. Well, uh, now with that third that third wild card. Well, yeah, that's that's the interesting bit. That's why it'll be interesting to talk about next week because there's we'll have another week of, you know, wins and losses for certain teams and see whether they should should go for it or not. Um so uh, Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres. You know what? Good for Manny. Yeah. Good yeah. for Manny. Yeah. We talked a lot of shit about him. I think when we originally created the show but he's not i mean he's i don't think he's actually as egregious of a player i I saw i think baseball doesn't exist or somebody one of those uh, baseball youtubers made a video about him and as to why he has a reputation that he has but i think a lot of them have been uh out of proportion and it's just some other players hating on him and some media guys hating on him next uh trey turner of the dodgers shortstop so there you go uh outfield ronald acuna jr uh, fuck him. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. he's for the Braves. Uh, overrated. Uh, yeah. Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. Not overrated. Not overrated. We, we love Mookie. Mookie. Yeah. We love Mookie. Mm. We love Mookie for making the Red Sox look like idiots. <laughs> and Jock Peterson of San Francisco Giants. He's having so a good season. He's he been bounced around the last three years. Dodgers yeah. and Atlanta. And then he's. Uh, and then San Fran. Yeah, he got jettisoned out of LA. And uh, then he won one with the Braves, and now he's with the Giants. He's doing great. Freaks me out how good that scouting system is for the Dodgers, where they're just like letting dudes go. Yeah, can still replace them, but those guys can still be successful elsewhere. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Tampa Bay Rays in them from their uh, their old GM that's there. Uh, then uh, the DH was Bryce Harper, but he's not going to be playing, so uh, so he'll miss out. The reserves. Catcher Jose Trevino, Charles. No, I, same thing I talked to you about with the media and stuff. We didn't even have Trevino playing a whole season. Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. And look, cool. This guy might not even be our starting like catcher next year. You know, contractually, especially if we let Aaron Judge go, because that's how we'll deal with it. We'll let Judge go, where he won't bulk with us, so we'll just try to buy out every position. But whatever. This is the problem about you know why you do need a little bit more media based, right, Andrew? Because you know the New Yorkers are like, we gotta put more people on there because we got sixty-two wins and we gotta do something about it. Yeah, that's my Jackson Heights accent. <laughs> Infielders are Luis Arias of the Minnesota Twins. I, I I know the Twins are leading their division by default. I at don't this know point. their players, man. I know I, I, I know one player for sure. Uh, Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox. Yeah, fair. We, fair. You, uh, yeah. Real recognizes real. Uh, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. I gotta remember which surprises me that he. I mean, he's he's been their premier player since uh, Lindor left. So yeah, and he's always another one that's like, oh, is he the next one? The the trade bait. Uh, Andres Jimenez is the other Guardians representative. Then uh, George Springer out in Toronto, outfield reserve. It's important. Yeah. Uh, it's Byron Buxton having himself a season in Minnesota. He's actually healthy this year for once. That's the thing. He's finally like healthy, healthy. I mean, he was the number one overall pick, right? I think, mm-hmm. I think it was. So uh, the thing about Buxton is he is such a great fielder yeah. if he's healthy. Like, like 
the guy has infinite speed. I don't know how he does it. There was a and his hand-eye coordination was in, impeccable the other night. He missed a teammate of his going for a fly ball. Bear in mind he was up on the warning track, so he's about to hit the wall. He misses his teammate by like an inch, maybe. Sees the ball go through the gap between the teammates' arms, mm-hmm. and still catches the ball. <laughs> yeah. Runs full speed into the fence, and still hangs on. Yeah, like how on God's green earth do you do that? He's great. Then uh, Andrew Benintendi, sixty-four for the Royals. Please, please come to the Yankees. <laughs> uh, Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. And then uh, a new sensation out in Seattle, Julio Rodriguez. I can't say I know him. So he's uh, out there. He might participate in the home run derby. We'll see. We'll, we'll have the lineups there. We'll talk about that. Uh, designated hitters, uh, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, but he's going to miss the game uh, due to injury. So J.D. Martinez of Boston will be replacing him. Blame. Yeah. Seems like that default. And then now the new thing are the legacy players because uh rob manfred apparently the, the new cba gave him the uh opportunity to add one player to each team and so i guess it's called the legacy spot and it's i mean it's a well-deserved spot for this player it's miguel cabrera of the detroit tigers uh the he's worst mistake in Marlins history um and he's uh I mean, gosh, is, is he the worst mistake in Marlins history? Is it breaking up the 97 team? Man, there's a lot of sadness. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he had 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and there he is. So uh, he's, he's going. He's going to, to have his little uh, time in the sun one more time, even though he's never said that he's retiring. And he's 38, so, and he's still under contract by the Tigers, so I don't think he's retiring anytime soon. But they're treating him like he is. Uh NL reserves. Uh, Travis Dearnod, fuck him. He's for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, <laughs> he's the catcher. He's a uh, former Rays, man. Yeah. <laughs> Infielder, Nolan Arenado, the St. Yeah. Louis Cardinals. So there you go. Pete Alonzo, the New York Mets. Peter Boy. But fuck him. He went to the he went to UF. Uh, Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets as well. CJ Krohn, the Rockies, and Dantby Swanson, fuck him. He's for the Atlanta Braves. And then uh, outfielders, Kyle Schwarber is back, Phillies. Juan Soto, the Nationals' only guy. <laughs> he's, he's about to get paid, man. He's going to get paid because he is turning down every offer the Nationals are throwing at him. He's only like 23, right? Yeah. So yeah. the ball is really in his court. Yep. Because uh, they're like, you want that Acuna contract? Like, absolutely not. Nope. He wants more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starling Marte, New York Mets. Uh, is gone. Uh, Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs for the outfielder. Then uh, William Contreras of the Atlanta Braves was the uh, backup DH, but he's injured. Uh, so fuck him because we got Gary Cooper in there now for the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, our legacy p- player in the National League is Albert Pujols. That's stupid. <laughs> I, I can... Come on. He's batting 200 as an active player. He has four home runs. And, and here's you the contrast. You want your masturbatory he, stuff? Go watch YouTube. Here's what. Here's the thing. Some people I, actually no don't like this. Trophies. Some people don't like this part. 
And so now we have the two arguments. Andrew, why should Albert Pujols go to the All-Star game? Uh, I guess it's almost like... um. By the way, people have been saying his farewell tour has been like the worst in the long while. It's been pretty. Not it's been pretty it. whelming. It's been pretty whelming. Mm. Um, yeah. Although he did get that like triple when he was playing the Marlins. Yeah, the the, the one day that he was like one of the <laughs> we're we're his good luck charm. Yeah, we should call him, and he flies us out Carlos across the country. The Marlins. That's all. You heard there was barbecue ribs out there. Um, <laughs> I was going after those platanos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, it's it's. I mean, it's it makes for like a feel good story. You know, it's one spot. You know, look, David Ortiz. Admittedly, he totally deserved to be there without question. You have like. Cal Ripken, uh, tons of guys that have, I'm trying to think of another you know, in the twilight of their career. It's like, I feel like it's, Did the you know, put them this? in for one. It's not going to no. kill anybody if they're in for one I feel inning. Like something would be like the NBA would do. It was like, oh, just, uh, you know, I feel like they've done it before. I feel like somebody's done this before. But I'm I can't not, say it I was the remember. NBA because the thing with them is that, um, there's, they, they can't even like assign dudes the right positions that they actually should be playing out of respect to them. You know what I mean? Uh, Charles, why should our pools not be in the All-Star game? <laughs> It's very all-star meaning also. There's nothing star about him right now. Like, Albert Pujols' career and the way he's playing right now is the equivalent of, like, being that once famous guy who's doing your local car dealership. Uh, at- <laughs> <laughs> he, he's doing, like, 200 batting. He's only there for the DH. I'm going to tell you right now, people only care because he went back to the Cardinals. And that was the basis of it. Because y'all love him now. You hated him so much. When he had that contract in L.A., wasn't doing anything. So that's point number one. Point number two, more importantly, you know, we only got him back in our love because we felt that the Angels screwed him over because we have this concept that good vets who don't F it up and say racist things ought to have a second chance. But he had a second chance. No one really wanted him. He hasn't had the production to be an all-star, and that's what makes it a joke. So how is it that we're going to have this conversation about, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And fan voting is just, you know, bad. And it's kind of bad for the game. Maybe we should go to media. And then here we are with Rob Manfred, just like, oh, yeah. You know, masturbatory salutations. Hall of Famer, sure. Two-time titles, a couple times MVP, did good things. Largely irrelevant in the back nine of his career. Same thing with Miggy, but at least Miggy's bad in three, like 316 when I checked the other day to make this argument. But he's not a consistent starter because he's always injured, too. So whatever, you know, you want to make your jokes, make your jokes. Mm. You know, Pools ain't going to care because he's not going to even do a single thing. You want to know what i rather have? i rather just have Robert Pujols in my home run derby. Well, and if you want my it. point, he yeah, exactly. It. And if you want my point of what this is more relatable to in the NBA of like a bad all-star decision, it's not so much that you have that, Francisco. Oh, you know it's- what I was equating it to? The NBA skills competition. Yes, that a, and, there we go. That's what and, I was and the rising all stars, where these guys are actually not good enough to actually be all stars, but we need to put in another padding for TNT yeah. for one additional day, as we're seeing guys who are just in there but not getting any real time. This is the first time you're seeing them 
for 16 minutes. So that's going to be your Chet Holmgrams in the future. That's going to be your Paolo Banchos and everybody else until they actually earn it and prove it. Man, the that's Chet Holmgrams stuff is getting crazy. Everybody I mean, okay. How skinny he is. Well, it's not so much a skinny. It, like, as a side note, because we weren't really supposed to talk about NBA because Summer League is stupid. Mm. But Damn. he, of course he's going to block guys in the Summer League G League. They're not like proficient pros yeah. but i don't see him with that body frame going buck wild and being come like the white hakeem olajuwon mm. anytime soon because he's gonna be really dealing with some big Freddy. meaty men <laughs> who names a kid chet <laughs> my name's chet and i'm the jet ah uh, mm. no I'm, I'm done <laughs> you uh, guys are bad influences for me sometimes next american league pitchers so Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays. Whoop. So that's uh, th- is that the Rays' only rep? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the only guy. Amazing. Yeah, Wander Franco is dead basically. Yeah. Oh. So uh, you know, that was the only guy they had going with. I so, think they just uh, found I, they found McClanahan in like a dumpster and said, "We're going to make you fantastic." So Andrew, keep an eye on him because he's a Cy Young candidate. So keep an and eye then on you're going to trade him. Oh no, like Blake Snell. Oh, and something I wanted to mention. Uh, I, I actually really like that idea of the putting them in a uh, all-star like skills competition thing. I think that's a good compromise. Mm. Uh, next is Nasty Nestor. Uh, not, not deserving. Uh, New York Yankees. Uh, Alec Manoa of the Toronto Blue Jays. Another Blue Jay. I'm just yeah, saying. Blue Jays. For a team that's like three games above 500. They sure have a whole. They they've gone like three and seven. I, I don't their know last people, ten games. They, they, I mean, they might be uh, like disappointing to say the least. And it's not be, and you can't say oh it's the division, but but uh, because I mean everybody in the division's been down. But I don't know. They've been underwhelming. The the Baltimore says Orioles two have of been the four good. guys fantasy trade with Andrew on the IL now. Uh, um. We, we're rooting for the Orioles. I'm gonna oh, say right I'm now. happy for the Orioles. I'm really happy for Baltimore. I can't name a single person on the team besides Trey Mancini. All right. They we should play move... my division. I know yeah. the players in my division. They should move all of their fences back now at this point. So <laughs> it, it seems to be working. Uh, uh, let's see. Where were we? Uh, Frambert, Frambert Valdez of the Houston Astros. Uh, Martin Perez of the Texas Rangers. Paul Blackburn of the Oakland A's were just awful. Uh, Justin Verlander is going again. The Houston Astros uh, might have an all-star Cole job this season. Garrett Cole is going. Uh, they put Shohei Otani twice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clay Holmes of the New York Yankees. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, Emmanuel Class Classe or Emmanuel Clase. What do you want to call it? Guardians? Classy. Yeah. Just say what it is. Classy. Yeah. Of the Cleveland Guardians. Gregory Soto of the. Detroit Tigers and Jorge Lopez, the lone Orioles representative, going. Uh, and, yeah, and so apparently, yeah, Otani was chosen twice, which is kind of fucking unfair to me because it's like he's already a DH, and he's definitely not going to pitch in that game. He's so, not even the best DH in the yeah. So, like, I, I get it last season, you know, when everybody wanted to see him start and all that stuff, but uh, this season, yeah, he's just going to be a DH. I, I, if I were the Angels, I'd be like, no, he ain't pitching. He's not pitching. You're not going to use him as a pitcher. Uh, <laughs> rolled as Chapman. <laughs> Listen, he, he ran. Look, yeah. he was the best fleecing. Because think about it: we trade in the Chicago, got Glaber and other Get, prospects. He gets himself a ring. 
gets a ring, comes back, and he was a dominant closer for three seasons, and now this is the consequences of being like 35. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine, because I'll take Clay Holmes. I've been I am. I still want that tall redhead kid to come back. I forgot his name from last season. I think it's such a C. Um But yeah, it's okay, guys. Next, the NL pitchers, Clayton Kershaw. Uh so how? Wasn't he like injured in the first half? It's in LA. I, I so, get it. Yeah. Uh Sandy Alcantara, the best pitcher in the National League for the Marlins. Yeah. He's, he should be the starter. He should be the effing starter. But I I don't know. I, I have a feeling that something's not going to happen. Uh, All right, so Kershaw, on the note that I want to touch on, I've got six wins, two losses, 240 ERA, 11 starts, but he's only thrown 63 innings. That's my gripe with it. Well, it's in L.A. This is yeah, basically sure. – he might as well have just been a legacy pick at this point. Uh, Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers because, of course uh, – Luis Castillo, uh, who is the Reds' best pitcher and is massive trade bait, because he'd be worth a lot. A lot of teams would love to have him. Max Fried, he's for the Braves, so fuck him. Uh, T- Tony Gonsolin, Gonsolin, I, I, I keep getting these wrong, uh, but for LA Dodgers, who people want to start, but, you know. Uh, uh, Joe Musgrove, uh, San Diego Zone, and he's representing the Padres. Edwin Diaz of the New York Mets. Uh, I think he's their closer, right? He's their closer? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Josh Hader, uh, but he's on the bereavement list, so he won't be going. Uh, Ryan Helsley of the St. Louis Cardinals. David Bednar, the Pirates' lone rep. Uh, Joe Mantampley, the Diamondbacks' lone rep. And then Carlos Rolón is replacing Hader for the San Francisco Giants. And that's that's it. That's that's the All-Star teams. Is it fair that San Diego could... Go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry. I just like to point out that probably the biggest feel-good story from all of this is that for the first time since Sandy Alomar Jr. and Roberto Alomar back in the '90s, two brothers are playing in the All-Star Game. Wait, which ones are those? Uh, is it the Crowderson guys? Uh, like uh, William and I forgot the. Hold on, let me let me look them up. So I know I'm going to put it on the air as the you know to being right That's everything. Stadio uh, Alcantara is your King Felix. The Contreras brothers. Oh, 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 oh Why yeah. Am I yeah, that's right. That's right. Wilson, uh, the Cubs, and then William is the William. DA for the Braves. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, so there you go. That's uh, that's the All Star teams. I did I mention something we talk about after this? I have no idea. We're at thirty six minutes right now. So. Well, I, I mean, we we're not going to go to trade deadline. We'll do that next week. Next week. Um, I, I, the only comment I had was Sandy Alcantara is going to be your King Felix if you keep him, where he's just going to die of greatness because the guy was been stellar for the last few seasons. Um, I'm trying to think what else with baseball because we have something with baseball. But I don't know if we should do that now or at the halfway mark. Um, the Andrew game. Okay. Uh, actually, can you? Oh, guys, we're doing this. I have to. They they texted me from work. I have to do something real quick. Uh, can you guys stall? Can you guys talk about something else? We we can easily stall. Let's talk about Nevada Wolfpack. 
Okay. Make, make it a little light wrestling with college football. And, <laughs> All right. You know, I'll, I'll be back. Just give me a, a few minutes. All right. So it's Charles and Andrew's show for today. So, Andrew, you proposed about from Reddit's college football thing about the Nevada Wolfpack coming out to the NWO Wolfpack. Now, the NWO Wolfpack, for those who did not know, was like the side side group of the original NWO. So you had NWO Black and White that had its own theme song of the New World Order to go dim, 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 And then NWO Wolfpack, which really consists of Kevin Nash, Six Pac, but he's like Six Pack and all this other stuff. It's basically X Pac going from there. And a few other guys, they had a big breeding war, don't ask. It goes into a lot of history that I don't have time to go into stuff like that conan was part sting was part of the nwo wolfpack scott hall was there and it betrayed them crazy stuff but you said it was suggested that'd be cool if nevada came out with the nwo wolfpack theme song and i think my first question to you is like do they get attacked for licensing rights on it and then it makes me wonder other questions because i watch college football but i'm not the guy who watches like the pregame stuff to begin with is that do they have carte blanche to kind of use whatever form of medium to hype up their dudes because i've heard them on the shows and at stadiums utilize their own music, their own brands, but they're making an exclusive walkout. Do you think it's something that would hold them up to be liable or anything? Or is it just carte blanche? Uh, I mean, I assume it works the same way that like when, when schools will play music in between in breaks of action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume that's how it works. So the 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 entity would probably get some money, um, but probably not oodles either. Um, like, because here's the thing that makes me ask a further question. This is where we have to really go on to it. The NWO Wolfpack was part of WCW. WCW was bought out by WWF, which is now WWE. But I don't know how much I know you got the contents of the library. I know you got the name brand. I know you have the, the wrestlers' names, but I don't know if they have the music to it. And that's something that I, I don't really want to go twenty years later to figure that out of research to follow up on. But it's something of interest because if that's all in the open, the things are not trademarked, copyright or purchased, and that's still something that was a product of Turner Warner Brothers or something else. I'm assuming it's not, but WWE doesn't make CDs anymore. It's not like WWE in your house with your D-Generation X's theme song. But it's just of intrigue because Vince McMahon is money hungry. It's a corporation, it's a business. The shareholders are going to be money hungry, so they're going to want some kind of funding. But it's just something that made me have a food for thought. And it's perfect for times like this where we have to, you know, utilize the free time. Welcome back. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, we're at 40 minutes now. So that wasn't too long. I was uh, pulled away for a bit. Okay. Um, Andrew gave me the lawyer answer of it depends. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Because, uh, you know, I mean, this could be even a shorter show if you wanted to. Because it's, I it's mean, just baseball from here on out. I mean, do we have any? Let's talk about the side hustles, the side sports, things like that real quick. And then we can go back to the baseball. That way we kind of break it up so it's not like a whole intensive baseball. What are the so, side hustles then? Um. I mean, I'm gonna mention some WNBA stuff. Oh, because I, I think oh, that's the, the All Star Game, the, the the trophy, the little meme that was going on out there. Yeah, so it's twofold. It's that, and then the girls wearing the Britney Griner 
um, ah, yes, that's however right. you feel about it and it, twitter is a very it, social media in general is just a very toxic space and i don't know if you guys have kind of seen it and i don't feel the need to update everybody but long story short Brittany Griner had like a sheesh or whatever it is, hash, caught in Russia, basically stuck in there. She's pled guilty in hopes that she can get political, not political asylum, but political transfer essentially for being a prisoner in a different state. Mm -hmm. Um, WNBA is like, hey, do something going from there. And a lot of people kind of have feelings on it that are very interesting to me because I'm not going to go into the politics of who Russia may want in a, in a prisoner transfer. But the joke is if it was a bigger NBA star or a different sports star, not WNBA star, there would be more things like the memes of like LeBron. And some people say, hell, if they took LeBron, I'd break into the country myself and save him. Mm. Um, so they had the WNBA all-star game, which is it me or does it feel like the WNBA is always happening, you know, like twice a season and it feels that way. Yeah. But they they had their stuff titled to it. Um, the the Britney Grinder stuff's kind of concerning because the other people's effects to it is like we shouldn't be doing it to get, you know, celebrities or other celebrities, we should be doing it for other purposes, like I don't know, war vets or anybody or the age and stuff like that. I'm not in for that debate because that takes a whole lot of politics that we are not here for. And mm. you know, it's kind of concerning because it makes me think of the movie Broke Down Palace. Um but it's kind of interesting when we have political clout in sports. And these are the one thing I think we should understand and acknowledge is that in sports itself, basketball is very universal. I think it's the most universal sport, not baseball, even for um, female players as well. And I think it's going to impact those markets outside when it's the off season and the ladies aren't going to want to play overseas. I think men too wouldn't want to play overseas. Um, coming into it whether or not it's right or wrong or anything between I, I can't comment on it right unfortunately sometimes countries have laws that seem unfair but they also have harsher punishments that might have in the country that you live in i feel like this is weird because i guess i'm being pseudo patriotic but there's a times where you to, i guess i'm grateful to live where i'm living though i complain wholeheartedly about it andrew it, it, this feels wrong and weird but you had both the summer league and the WNBA going on and then you had the all-star um trophy yeah. presented and it's like this little cup that you see that i swear they bought the dollar tree in comparison that for the first time the nba is doing summer league rings i'm like what yep who cares about that at least you have wnba players who are marketable like sabrina yanescu is marketable you know pretty griner was marketable you have um sue bird all these other ones who are marketable coming into it summer league really we're gonna give rings and it's not just the summer league it's the nba 2k summer league so it's even worse because you pimped yourself out to a video game that just kind of is a rinse and repeat. And yes, I have 2K, but I have like 2K20 that I bought for like three bucks three years ago, okay? So don't judge me. I don't even play it that much because I have too many games. The multiplayer died. But I think it's just the disparity. And yes, we understand that WNBA might not be a market that yields a lot of cash, that bleeds a lot of cash, or it bleeds more than it brings in, I, I think is the mentality. However, if we want to talk about accomplishments, these are at least starters. And what you forget is that women's college and NCAA and overseas proves a plethora of players. And these are the ones who are actually in the big leagues. Where aside from the guys who are in the lottery picks, which is in basketball 1 through 12, fair enough to say, they don't touch the big leagues. The guy who is getting his starting chances is going to hop around the G League most of the time until he's called up out of injury. Not everybody's going to be a Shake Milton. 
He was the only one I could think of recently to kind of come in there. Um, so is it a slap in the face? Yeah. Do people seem to not care? Unfortunately not. Is there anything that I can do to say about it? No, I'm just filling us a, a staff time. But you're going to give this woman a, like a little cup? Why can't the women get the big-ass bling-bling? One single person. Just saying. I like yeah. bling What the hell am I going to do out of the cup? Yeah. The, like, what the hell am I going to do out you of the cup? You know how much metal is out there? You know, you can just make it big. Yeah. There's a ton of you're metal. You're better off. It's the equivalent of giving a coworker, world's best uh, coworker mug on uh, that you give to the office, and you don't know anything about them. Give me, give me an ice. Give me a change. Like if you're not gonna give him a ring, give him a nice. And, and nice I swear, necklace. the first uh, the first team that hangs a banner for the summer league championship is getting made fun of. Well, well, you know, prepare yourselves. Ridiculous. <laughs> Unless it's Ridiculous. the Miami, it's like yeah, bitch. <laughs> and here, here's the thing: should we even take pride? But even then, like the Heat. I mean, I don't even think we hang division championship banners anymore. Like, there's no more room no. in the arena. Yeah. Yeah, well, you never should have done to begin with, yeah. but um, and that's something you can hang in like at their G League affiliates arena. You know, that's probably the way they would hang it. Yeah, I mean, it's just silly things. And then since we're on NBA, the two minute talk that I'll give it. Um, apparently, Donovan Mitchell is on the table now. Hmm. So this is terrible. This is the Joey Pacey situation and Dawson, Dawson's Creek. I've mentioned it before. It's the best love triangle. It's not that Rachel Ross and Joey shit from Friends. Rachel didn't even love Ross to begin with. She just settled on somebody who was stable and just going to bother. And Joey, that was a weird romance. Okay, obviously I have complaints on this. So on a sideshow, maybe I'll do like a single podcast. But if you're telling me I have to choose between Donovan Mitchell and um, KD, or it's Kyrie. like, eh, I can, I can live without it because I need yeah. people who actually can play games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like being ambidextrous with writing a pen and it's just good either way. Because for Donovan Mitchell, you have the youth for it, and there's some guys there that I don't think necessarily need to be on the team for him specifically, and he doesn't bring a winning culture unlike a KD, and he's not a sniper, but I think he would gel with the right coaching because even though Quinn Snyder was dominant for the Jazz, he, the Jazz with Quinn Snyder and with Donovan Mitchell and Ruby Gerbera was basically one of the best in the regular seasons, whereas Eric Spolstra could fucking, you know, excuse my French, chicken salad or chicken shit and it has been done before look at the last three years buddy because no one was saying we were a great bubble year and then everybody was scared of us now and we did get to the eastern conference finals in the game seven and that is impressive but then i get kd and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's some length man because if you have jimmy you have bam and then you have kd that defensive spacing is just gonna be so good and i i and we could talk about perk and the other thing. So I'm, I'm ready for that. And then also ball sack sports is that I didn't get it until I figured it out. Yeah. When you sent the tweet last night, but everybody loses their minds because of job Morant making that quote about Michael Jordan and yeah. sports. And then why is Kendrick Perkins employed? I don't care if you're here. Kendrick Perkins follows on the Twitter. Charles <laughs> True, Jeffrey Holes, FJOJR, sports news, Freddy's stuff and everything like there. Because one, your stuff makes no sense mm. Two, like, you still weren't statistically great to me. I know you won a title, and that means nothing to me because sometimes, I mean, Dan Orlovsky is on NBA or NFL Live, and he wasn't a very good player to begin with either. Um, but it takes that you make her there, but people want to do gotcha media so badly because John Moran said, uh, you know, Michael ain't nobody there. And I'm going to say something about John Moran. Is he wrong? Because there are a lot more transcendent superstars players in the nba today which you can build franchises around mm. whereas in the 90s 
you know, help the Jazz, who were basically Michael Jordan was the bane of their existence going to the finals. Was Carmelo and John Stockton transcendent superstars? Malone, I'll say, was uh, an excellent, Carl very Malone. good superstar. Uh, Carmelo Malone is uh, had Carmelo Malone had had him and John Stockton had like one more guy, they probably win a championship. Yeah, they probably whereas. You know, and it was also... and, like Jerry Sloan was the coach. Like they, they had, they just needed like one more guy, and they probably defeat Michael in like '98. So here's my caveat about the John Morant statement, though. John Morant ain't that guy yet, though. No, because the, it was more of the coaching from um, but... Taylor Finch. Well, not Taylor Fincher. I'm thinking Chris Fincher, but Taylor, whatever his name is, Taylor Jenkins. But that team could be there. But there are guys in that league. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I get less thinking think, about the idea I, of KD. I mean, I think the him. NBA has just a, probably just the same amount of, of like each team had a guy. So like you had Jordan Scotty in Chicago. Then you had uh, Patrick uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing out in New York. You had a, a Zoe out in Miami. Uh, Hakeem in Houston. Carmelo and John Stockton in in, in Utah. Because it was usually just like one guy or a duo. Right, this yeah. this whole big three thing wasn't really a thing. Like even like with the Lakers and the Celt and the Celtics in the eighties, it was like okay, you can't really call. It was like they they had an anchor, which was like you know it was Bird and and, and Magic, right? And, yeah. and then after that, there were just guys that were good because of those two transcendent players. Um, so like you could you could I could uh, chalk up like Robert Parrish and all those guys, and same thing for the Lakers and, and all their guys. Like those, like James Worthy, like those guys aren't basketball Hall of Famers without Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. They're not. They're probably not. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say that right now. They're probably. They were stuck on like, I don't know, like the Atlanta Hawks when I mean, they had Dominique or whatever. And but then like in the '90s, Dominique Watson. Yeah, the '90s. Uh, you came out the Bad Boy Pistons, but the Bad Boy Pistons were like a team, right? The Pistons always had like a team. Like Isaiah, Isaiah was good, but. I don't think he leads the team by himself. Uh, he's not like in that sort of transcendence. He's, he had, you know, Dennis Rodman and, and all those guys surrounding him. Uh, but uh, where was I going with this? But yeah, I think the NBA still has, it's, I think it's still the same. I think just now with social, we just have them more in our face than we've ever been, had them before. I think the 2000s was like when you had like some dead periods with some teams, you know? I feel like it, like the early 2000s. I mean, the New Jersey Nets won back-to-back Eastern Conference championships. We, we talked about this before. So here's also my issue with the, the Jordan the, comparisons yeah. now. This is not a game of one-on-one anymore. And you rotate off guys defensively. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why are we even caring? Because yeah. at this point, we're just chasing rings, and I get it. And unfortunately, there is? Yeah. like no one's going to be close to you know the amount that Jordan has, which is six or seven. Six. Six, yeah. Mm-hmm. So LeBron had that opportunity. And you know my argument of LeBron's actually elevated past Jordan in my eyes after that fourth bubble title. But, you know, we're not here for that conversation today. However, um, you're not playing the same guys all the time. You're rotating out and stuff like that. And, you know, Jordan's thing is, is also different. he was good defensively. The game yeah. is, yeah, no, Michael Jordan was a good, great defensive player. But no one's here for one-on-one. So the only yeah. thing you people out there in the world ought to be comparing Michael Jordan one ones with the current players right now skills tests. Yeah. The 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 dunk, the all-star dunking. That's it. And those suck ass I, and that's why we don't watch them. I want to pose this question to Andrew. 
Yeah. This is, not, this is nothing to do with the NBA, but it has something to do with like a conversation I had that, that was on Twitter about these um, parody accounts, these news parody accounts, these, especially sports news. Uh, but I guess you could say the news as well. Uh, like New York Porch Sports, which is one of my favorites, and, and Ball Sack Sports, and even <laughs> Barry McCockner. Um, which he was, he, he was pretty on point, I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, well, he's got a good YouTube channel. I will say this. Uh, his takes aren't that bad on his YouTube channel. They but, really aren't. Uh, like he's, he's more serious on there than he is on his Twitter account. But um, there are some people that were like, oh, you guys are bad for because you, you're, you're, sp- you're spreading false information. And I think someone actually like, like DM'd or asked uh, Ballsack Sports why he does what he does. And he says he's pointing out bad journalism. That's why he's doing it. And do you agree with that sentiment that that these guys are serving that sort of purpose coming from that background? I disagree with that completely. Really? I mean, okay. if I mean, if you look, uh, like for example, uh, an iconic case in Supreme Court law is Hustler Magazine v. Falwell where um hustler as you know is uh like the raunchier version of um playboy either andrew's too much into uh his bar prep or he's been watching pornography that's the disclaimer i'm gonna say for the audio people what listen i i am a i am a constitutional law buff i learned about this case when i was in at ucf in my mass media law class but the whole point of the case is that it's fine to parody stuff. And, like, you've got National Enquirer, you've got Star, you've got all these things. You know, the, the, the mom from, uh, what's that show called? Brady Bunch sued one of those places because they called her an alcoholic, even though she wasn't. Uh, so from a legal standpoint, it's fine. From a personal standpoint, I think it's great because you've got stuff like the onion, uh, like we can't be serious all the time. There has to be some levity. And if you're not conscious enough to think twice about what you're reading and to make sure you're checking your sources, you deserve to get duped. Like, uh... so this is a question I want to ask you, though, to to influence into that and have you drag it along. When we're talking about stuff like that happened with John Morant and them using ESPN using Bullseye Sports, they're not disseminating it to real journalists. Kendrick Perkins is not a real journalist, and ESPN is just a facilitator. It's an intermediary, I would feel. Like Zach Lowe is a journalist. We like Zach Lowe. What he does in his takes in basketball. But is there a difference between actual journalists and then the platform, the, the providers of the platform who hire, and you can't see me, but it's quotation marks, analysts. And analysts to me are a form of media journalism. You might disagree because that's more your bread and butter. But I think once it, it's the same way of like giving legal advice. Once you actually go into certain things and you're an attorney, you're still giving it regardless. So I pose that question to you. What about that fine line where you're going to, for the sports purposes, 
and it's the analysts who are they writing their own things? I don't see Wayne Smith is one thing, but then you got Perkins. I don't know. They're not journalists, but it, but they're relying on stuff yeah. from, the, from the journalists themselves, and even engaging yeah, exactly. debates with journalists. Well, I mean, they're and producers, right? Because they, they before the show, you know, they're in their little war room and they have to plan out the topics and stuff for the show. So well, again, somebody's not doing their due diligence. That that's on the journalists, like mm -hmm. like Francisco said. Like, uh, funny enough, uh, a. I forget which outlet it was and what story it was about, but this one outlet, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I can find it. Give me five seconds. Okay. And meanwhile, Freddie's been uh, chiming in on, on this conversation uh, as far as like ball sack sports and all those uh, uh, parody accounts. If it's an attempt to draw attention there, like I guess towards like the bad journalism, it's not abundantly clear. Uh, I don't know. It used to be that only that which could be reputable ended up getting published. We're not that far out from that point. And then Perk gets views. He's absolutely methodologically methodologically awful, but he gets eyes on them, which is all, which is true. That's all ESPN really cares about at this point. It's no longer, ESPN's, I guess, reputation as a, uh, like a news media, like a sports news media outlet, uh, you know, just, Putting out what's out there and that's it, and not, not, uh, not with these hot takes and the talking heads. That 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 died along with Stuart Scott, I would say. No. Yeah, Scott Van Pelt was the last thing, but then they made. Yeah, him Scott hope, Van Pelt's so. probably he's. They have the old guard that's still there, but even the old guard look like they don't even want to. They've they don't want to <laughs> deal with it, and they've shoot him along to other projects like you know Linda Cohen's like in the hockey department now, and like okay, she's gonna be happy there because that's her thing and. And just like everybody else is just kind of there, and and they're they're not uh, pushing for that. They know where things have gone. Like you know, Stephen at least Stephen A is self aware when he leans into his heel side. Well, oh Stephen A knows exactly what he's doing. Wow. Yeah, he's not even insufferable anymore. He plays a character. He knows he's a character. Um, uh, I can't find it, unfortunately, okay. but needless to but my my ultimate point being is that for an april fools joke rcfb tweeted something out and then a legitimate outlet posted <laughs> it as if it was breaking news so That's again funny. if 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 you're a journal uh, and i'll keep trying to find what what it was but it drove all of us mad in in laughter but the the point being though that if you're if you're the fourth estate, if you're the media, you know, it's it's your obligation to provide the news and to fact check, which is where, you know, TMZ has gotten into a lot of trouble in the past Fox News. Uh, for 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 reporting stuff prematurely. They've actually gotten it with it being wrong, but they've actually gotten a lot better at it recently. But the yeah, the problem is that journalistic outlets want to get something out there first so they're doing it at the expense of accuracy mm -hmm. so no i have absolutely zero problem with with uh these you know fake outlets at all okay well we are at the one hour mark so i believe it is time to do a word for our non-sponsors and that's uh people and places and things and concepts and what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week so who wants to start this week 
I can start because I don't right. think I've started in a while. So, fellas, sometimes you need escapism. Sometimes you need to appreciate what you have instead of looking at reviews and opinions and things of that nature. And one of the few things that I generally don't do as much because of COVID and lockdown is go to the movies. And when I do go to the movies, it's usually because my buddies have the FOMO and they want to go see some certain things that we used to watch all the time. And it generally tends to be Marvel movies that come into it that are really not and a lot of other fun stuff. But my non-sponsor this week, and this is actually something that I was, I knew they were going to ruin it, but I was going to be enjoying for the ride because that's where certain kinds of entertainment, media, and cinema ought to be is just enjoyment. Um, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder. And this is interesting to me because I, y'all know I like my comics and stuff like that, but I didn't go religiously into reading it until the summer of 2016. When, no, 2013. 2014? 2014. Yeah. Yeah, 2014. When I was a law, law school intern and I had to kill some time on lunch instead of going home. So I got Marvel Unlimited to start reading some comics. And then I read one of my first arcs on there was Jason Aaron's Gord the God Butcher run, which is so happened to be one of the villains for Love and Thunder. Case in point, it is not happily adapted 100% for accuracy. I'm saying that now. But I saw the movie over the weekend with my buddies on Friday. I liked it. It is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Taika Watiti has a very kind of um, humorous, sometimes too humorous form of going things. But as I texted you guys in the chat, it's one of the few Marvel movies that I actually felt an emotional resonance and connection with in comparison to things that Marvel tries to give me that tells me that I should feel it, even though it's artificial and just playing on my nostalgia. Spider-Man No Way Home, um, which I'll say it right now, not even to be just, you know, be mean I, I just didn't like the movie and maybe i have to give that a second chance but it's either they tried too much it was something inorganic was authentic whereas love and thunder it is it critically panned no it's just telling people if you like the taika movies it's going to be for you if you don't like the taika movies it's not going to be good taika did thor ragnarok and my buddy was annoyed with it but for me it's not a marvel movie that healthily adapts gore to god but your storyline played by christian bell very good we love christian bell any day of the week fantastic actor chris hensworth is fine um natalie portman was good in too and russell crowe is hysterical at zeus i'll tell you that now but what it is it's really just a rom-com with marvel characters and there's a certain connection and chemistry that made it an enjoyable viewing here i am thinking it's going to be like a six or six and a half in a rating scale we don't for us we do marvel movies and uh, letter grade brackets it's easier that way but for me i came into really enjoying it laughing to certain degrees hating how they did certain things with gore but i already knew that was going to happen because you can only do so much of a two-hour movie in comparison to that but i think it, it's unique it's different there's some good comedy people are going to be pissed off but i think the problem is people also have particular expectations with how comic book movies should be either Endgame, and they want to revisit that with every movie that they have, or they want it to be like Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I'm like, I, I couldn't even get through that movie, man. I tried, like, I watched the Josh Whedon one, but I couldn't get through the other stuff. But this one, enjoyable, short. It's a little shallow, yeah. I would think it's a little self-indulgent. I'm even though it's a non-sponsor, I'm giving these kind of heads up to people because the Marvel movies are so different that everybody has a different expectation. But the point of what I'm trying to make is that it's entertaining. I think it's worth the price of a mission. There's good humor. There's good action. Does it leave you wanting more? For me, yeah. Is it something that's going to connect all the other movies, Marvel movies? No, thankfully not, because I want 
some standalone movies to reinvigor back with the characters. Y'all want your Secret Wars. Y'all want your Doctor Dooms. Y'all want all these things to happen. You want another damn Spider-Verse, even though you just can't acknowledge the fact that Marvel has ruined Spider-Man. Not me. Let me get that enjoyable movie quality cinema and make me say, hey, you know what? That was worth the $15 I paid, and I would rewatch it again. I don't need Academy Award winning movie shipping. That's what people tend to want these days. Go enjoy the cinema. Have escapism. When you get done with the bar exam, go see a movie. When you get done after having a hard day's week of work, go deal with it. And when you're an attorney and you have to just do a lot of insurmountable things, go watch a movie about Chris Hemsworth basically being a himbo trying to find his purpose in the world and rekindle with an old love and old flame and see what happens there. So Thor, Love and Thunder, go watch it. I enjoyed it. Watch on Disney Plus. It'll come out there soon. Promo code. Um thankfully not another marvel movie now charles this yes is this a movie that you would recommend seeing in a theater yeah but the problem is it's never fair to ask me that question anymore because i have the blackest of the blacks and the whitest of the whites of color pixelation with ramona (laughs) so it's all subjective i would just say because you know disney plus is going to be getting it soon might as well save the fifteen dollars and just take a pizza and eat at home but that's my right. position with at anything. the same time it's like top gun is a movie that i'm going to have to see in person mm-hmm. um like like it like i went to see lincoln with my family back when it came out in like 2013 or whatever yes that's a movie that i didn't have to see in person um is it worth going for the spectacle of the cinema exactly like yeah i don't care how good ramona is it's not going to be a 20 foot tall 30 or 40 foot wide screen with with surround sound with speakers that literally rumble your seat i don't care your ignorance is showing how dare you question her without trying her sir (laughs) um but I would say yes, because there is a, and I don't want to get too spoilers, but there is some good cinematography where they, there's a realm, and you see in the trailers, it's not a spoiler, spoiler, but they enter a realm that takes out all the color around. So it has like a black and white aesthetic that gives that old noir cinematic feel. So I think that would be worth it in and of itself. I think the problem with some of these movies though, what I tell people is that they're written by different people and directed. So you have Thor who's built out in his continuity, but then he's written differently in the side movies, like Infinity War, Endgame, the other Avenger movies, because he's not the focal point of the character. Same way of how like you do the Hulk, where he might be different from original Avengers, and he ended up being different in this, and now he's going to be a She-Hulk. I have a weird, very weird relationship with Marvel. I don't dislike them, I just don't like how they do Spider-Man. And then you're going to give me a movie and be like, oh, the best Spider-Man was out there, the best story, we're just going to bring him in. I'm like, I can just rewatch those movies. And I don't know if you guys have seen No Way Home yet, but, you know... Yeah. My feelings are my feelings, damn it. I read this point, the secret the secret's out, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh I guess I'll go next. So guys. Uh I guess over uh over this past weekend, uh uh visited my family again. I I am a godfather now, so there you go. Uh and and so uh, which is why mil- my why million movie universes are bad. That's what Freddie said right there, Charles. So there you go. Uh and uh, I, I did enjoy a few things over the past week. Um, I, I beat this game called Unmetal, which is like a Metal Gear uh, homage, uh, the 2D Metal Gear homage, just to let you know, which there's not many out there like that. And I would say it's worth 
the price of admission of like 15 bucks, 10 bucks. Get about 10 hours there. Uh, but that's not my non-sponsor. Because, guys, I, I fought and I got very, very wet. And eventually it, it did it did culminate in something that really, really was satisfying in the end. You know, just the way I'm describing it. Uh, I got a bidet. <laughs> no more cleaning your butthole with a shower head. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so... <laughs> so there you go guys uh let me see i'm trying to find the actual model there uh but mine is called this is my favorite non-sponsor that has ever been <laughs> to pop my... oh there it is there's my it's prime days everybody so next few days you can get some pretty good deals on amazon to give our to our old overlord uh jeff bezos there uh, before he turns into a supervillain, and uh, well, now he's already a supervillain. We all know this. Uh, yeah, so a clear rear bidet attachment for the toilet. This is the model that I've got. It's pretty simple. You got two little. You got the settings there. It, it, it attaches right to your to your little nozzle there. Um, uh, that's so that I, I attach it there. It's got the little T thingy there. Then you connect it to that thing, and then you you, you put it below the toilet seat. You put the toilet seat on top, and there you go. And that's how it does. And you got the settings here. You got the the one. And I know I'm showing this on the video version, so people are gonna be like, "You're not describing anything." But there's two little uh, uh, knobs. There's two knobs. There's two knobs. Uh, one is to control the water pressure. And the other one is to control the water, I guess, aim. Uh, so you got uh, you got your setting for the ladies who need to clean themselves. I, I jumped on YouTube just so I can see your play-by-play -play depiction <laughs> of having your anus clean properly. <laughs> you got the the you got one. This setting. is my favorite segment that has ever happened. <laughs> I thank you so much for bringing me on the show. You've got the settings here for for the ladies who need to clean themselves. Uh, so they can aim right where right where they got their things, and then look at us being a master of female genitalia and sexual organs. <laughs> We're gonna get canceled uh, so much. Then, where on earth have we gone? We, we, we this is 148 shows, guys. We went into the anus. All right, that's what this the is. The walk this is why Always Sunny is still is still a good show. You got to keep it going. You got to get worse and worse by the end of it. You can't just, we can't flanderize ourselves. We got to keep doing this. Uh, so uh, then you got the, the section for, for, for the bum holes of, of, of most human beings. Uh, so you can aim it right where it's supposed to. You got the little, uh, little indications there. It, it, it moves and, and stuff like that. And then you've got a nozzle cleaning uh, uh, for, you know, to clean the nozzle so it's nice and clean and you're not spraying other goo onto you. And then, yeah, the water pressure. So I, I installed it. I fought with my toilet for quite a bit. I, I, I made a mistake by not putting in the the thing in the washer thing there. And it was kept spraying. My uncle came and helped me. And by the time, I wasted a lot of, month of water uh, doing this. But in the end, it finally was installed. Uh, and it's only 40 bucks, which is not a bad deal at all. You don't have to buy one of those big, expensive... Uh, 200 plus dollar toilets that come with all the things and all the features because uh, I can't afford that I, I just can't afford that right now so I got, I, I got this and I literally have an image of you getting excited <laughs> to take a shit and be like oh it's fajitas night we're gonna see if we're gonna have any paper residuals 
so uh, yeah, you can see how it works and all that type of stuff, and see all the innards. And then I, I finally, man, that thing, water, water pressure is strong, man. It is absolutely strong. Uh, so I, I tested it out for the first time the day of, but I, it, it was just to test it out. You know, I didn't do anything, but I just wanted to make sure I knew how to use it before I did do something. And I tell you what, man, uh, I come home and I use it regardless. Uh, just, just, just as a, you know, just as a freshener, you know, I, I did it before the show. So I feel this nice. And, why you're so happier now. I am happy. I, I'm sitting down. It's pretty good, man. We all need clean, clear rears at this point. You know, the, the, the pandemic and all that other stuff. People are nasty, guys. People are absolute pigs. All right, we've learned this. We've learned this over the past two years. So just I'm doing my part to make sure I'm, I'm not a pig. Okay, we, we are uncultured swine for sure, but I do not want to be a pig. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are literally SpongeBob Monocle driving in the car meme right now. Yeah. Uh uh, so yeah, uh, promo code, uh, woo, because that was the noise that I made when I first tried it. <laughs> I um, I don't know how you could spell it, but that's the sound. So just type in, type in what you think it means, or how you think it's spelled. I I I, I don't. I I almost kind of wish that you went last. <laughs> Well, Andrew, you're you're about to pop on because you know Orbex is gonna sponsor your non-sponsor right now. <laughs> you know, because we all know how much you love uh, flight simulation and just uh, and, and crashing and burning. Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah. my non-sponsor is actually anatomically speaking about as far away as you can get okay. from, I thought we had a theme going <laughs> is about as far away anatomically as the the bidet region um few years ago my sister got me this really cool hat get it hat far away from okay all righty I thought you were going to sponsor Head and Shoulders, and I just would have quit. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I had thought of that, but I don't use Head and Shoulders either. So, um, But it's a company called Tokyo Dachi. Man, Andrew's been going hard on the, uh, on the Japanese products, man. He, he's gone well, full weeb. Th- this isn't quite what you're thinking. It it has nothing to do with anime rather it's a company that has made kind of they look like funko pops um how do you spell it what is it tokyo d-a-c-h-i yeah d-a-c-h-i okay all righty so it's what it is is they've created they've they've collaborated with colleges and other sports um they've got a twitter account they have college minor leagues and pro sports and what they have done is they've taken the team's mascot and turned it into a 
basically they're they're chibi they're, t they're they're chibi versions of the mascots right they're, right they're like a hello kitty a sanrio type of inspiration here correct correct um so i like the hat a lot i mean i think the little nitro is cute um and all the other stuff uh all the other things that they sell are kind of cute all their other mascots are cute so i don't know it's it's kind of cool uh i enjoy it and um yeah so that's i yeah <laughs> i don't know what else to say here because uh oh boy you can't put it on your asshole but you put it on your hat kids it's okay that is true. Uh, um and actually i i i have freddy's non-sponsor that i'm gonna put post in our in our group chat real quick have you heard of boxu i have not he's asking boxu i'm gonna look that up might as well this might be a shorter episode, guys, because uh, I think we're uh, we. I, I'll actually research the trade deadline and, and stuff like that next week. Oh, we also have the the super we sort of Christ we're not racist uh, segment oh, that's coming. That's right. But that'll I don't think. Us, well, I don't think we're gonna do all of it no, because we, we have to do selections. Because uh, this yeah. also includes like looking at rosters. Yeah. And I I did pregame it a little bit. Okay. Uh. Okay. So. Check the group chat. Okay. Uh, oh, I've not uh, received anything yet. Box, box. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at boxy right now. We have not received anything in the chat yet. Discover Japanese. Oh yeah, I I've done these. I've ordered one of these on Amazon, and and ordered like uh, I, I did a candy version of it where you get the Japanese candies and stuff like that. So okay, this is like uh, I see. Like a meal, a meal uh, box that they send you with all these uh, Japanese mm. treats and foods and whatnots. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm checking the group chat. I don't see nothing there. I just sent it. Oh, let me mm. reload it because uh, I didn't get anything. Oh wait, hold on. Sorry, I thought I sent it. I didn't. I just attached it. So there we American go. Oh. We like kitty. Oh, it's Freddy's cat. <laughs> yeah, I see. We support your cat, Freddy. I think we've seen his cat. Oh, oh and there's the Ray's cat on the TV. The, 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 uh, on the TV on the, on the side there. So look at that. We got cats. We got cougars. His his kit his Kitsky's name. Uh, what is what is her name, Freddy? Yeah, DJ Kitty out for the Rays there. I'm amazed we still have that. That thing has been. Hmm. That thing ran its course. I like, mean, it's your version like, of the rat, like the like. Yeah, the rat yeah. Rat. yeah. Her name is Hazel. Aw. We look Hazel. Mm -hmm. We support Hazel. Yeah. Uh, okay. We don't put her near the bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, all right. Okay. Do you want to do this, Charles? You want to do? Yeah. This? Let's let's do it. Let's do all it. right. Okay. So. I gotta set this up here. We have created the sequel <laughs> to um, everybody loves lists. Everybody loves categories. Everybody loves anything that gets people inclusive. But the thing that people love most is putting people on the spot in life. We created a pseudo sequel of concepts to the most handsome coach. We're in the group chat last night mm. 
And how it started is Francisco sends us Marlins Park and their new menu of food. And me, being the dumbass that I am, goes and says, how is it that non-Jeter-led team creates something that's more Miami and Hispanic than when Jeter was there? Because we made jokes when Jeter took control that the revolution was coming. Mm. We were going to get it more fun and ethnic and everything. And then we started trading barbs about Derek Jeter and his his understanding of Latin culture. And part of the running joke that we've done on the show and in the chat is Andrew's you know comparison for being white eggshell color or egg yeah. white shell color to yeah a, a, yeah eventually the the destination what we're going to do is get a nice little dark cream color <laughs> at the end of this event before the earth blows up in 2030 so andrew being andrew sticking to his guns like i thought you said i was more things because i think the joke i put was jeter doesn't look like the guy who can i said no i said jeter looks like he can do he can identify nationalities and latino descent and andrew's like you want to try try me i'm like this is my ingenious idea so now francisco and i get to take these reins and i'm putting this is the disclaimer we have to put francisco is nicaraguan oh, i am argentine colombian mm. we all and we understand that andrew is a white jewish male we are just trying to see how culturally in it andrew is <laughs> he's had a chimichanga He's had Chimichanga. This is a progress <laughs> for his Latino card. Yeah. For his Hispanic card. For his Spanish He's card. He's lived in Miami it, like so long. Years. He's it, actually lived in Miami longer I'm than I have. Eight years next month. And this is to see the evolution of how much in the culture. That's like my equivalent of. Oh, I won't say my equivalent. Ah, man, it's going to get dicey when I say this. This is basically <laughs> um, a standard. This is Zach Wilson. Going from BYU to New York and now being able to name all members of the Wu Tang Clan. That, that's all I can say. <laughs> I, I mean, that's really what it is. And I, the Rizzo, the Giza, Inspector Deck, Ghostface Killer, ODB, Dude, Method Man. Andrew, if you can yeah. find a way to post that to like RCF, you got people react to that joke. Um, <laughs> I, look, I just listened to them all right there. Yeah, I got to clip that. Forever. I got to you know, clip that. <laughs> but so that's the disclaimer we because people get misinformation we don't want to have a kendrick perkins ball sack sports things <laughs> we're not doing this to attack anybody we're doing this to see if andrew has been ta- passing the test yeah. if he's been studying exams yeah and now we're doing... just attacking me yeah so now we're playing the game of can you identify this latino but Latino's you wanted to go on mlb player so you you wanted to be tested. That that's the so, I know. Part of it. I, I'm just saying that I I I, full, I right. acknowledge that and I I'm I I asked for it. You got a Toyota. All right. So uh, yeah, you know, Charles is your is your Mr. Miyagi right now. You got a yeah. Look. And so how this is gonna go is we're not gonna do all. We're gonna do MLB because that tends to have a lot of Latin American players, a lot in the set. We're not gonna go through all. It's really the teams only. Yet. The, it's really the only league we can do to be honest. Yeah, true. Which is good. Which is good. Um, so these are the rules, Andrew. You get five to about 10 seconds to kind of try to go with that. We'll give you 15 in that sense, um, for the sole basis of, I don't want you to check on your phone. We're going to give you a couple softballs and we're going to pick it for certain teams. And when we're to explain the rules of this is that there are differences between nationality, ethnicity, Hispanic and Spanish. The whole purpose of it is like identifications. Like I don't even know if if, I'd be good at this game, to be honest, but and I think you would agree with me. Sometimes you you can spot yeah, yeah. nationality. Sometimes you not. Mm-hmm. And with 
I think Andrew has a fair knowledge to it because there are certain points of regions where baseball players come from. And I'm, I'm trying not to say countries, so Andrew doesn't have that aha moment. Um, but I'll tell you right now, I have not seen an MLB baseball player come from Paraguay. So I can say yeah. that. So that's how you know. So There's a limited us... selection. So just like the handsomest coaches, we're just going to name you players. And... Although I will say this, speaking of P countries, the, the last player I can recall that came from Panama is Mariano, right? Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Uh, you know, but but can you name me one from Paraguay? You'll get a free it's, lunch. It's if Mariano you could. and Ron Carrillo. Those are the two. Yeah. So I don't know. When you said Paraguay, I it jumped my head to um, Panama for some but reason. That, that's also the case in point. There, you if you know who actually gets taken from the international drafts and stuff like that, it'll be easier. So I'm going to give you two softballs to start with. Yeah. Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> Okay. Venezuela. Yeah. There right. you go. All right. Albert Pujols. All right. The legacy Dominic. guys. Is Albert Pujols? There you go. You see, we're coming into mm. it. These are guys he knows. Ooh. Now it's going to get a little bit there. Can I throw one out there? Yes. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. American by birth, Dominican by descent. No, he's Canadian by birth. Ah, fuck. Right. He was born in Montreal. Right. And- yeah. Yeah. And right. my role is saying I, I threw, it, I threw that was the curveball right there. But, but he, I you his, knew it, but you mixed yeah, up yeah. With the, yeah. His his dad is Dominican, right? Yes. He 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 is a Dominican native citizen by you know, by way of, you know, his parents and stuff like that. But yes, he is also a Canadian citizen. So I, I will give you one more softball because you're you really you got two guys that you've known in your entire baseball upbringing of current players and it's just current players now that will do and then you got a couple of juniors so i'll give you another junior fernando tatis jr what is his uh, line of descent and bring up the picture if you gotta look at the picture to tell I, you i'm i'm not gonna bring up the pictures because because it, it's on the uh, uh he might actually oh, oh, the at the wikis you, you know? guys will just have to trust me that i'm not looking at the screen or my all right, phone all right cool all right scouts honor okay uh, well, I'm pretty sure he would have been born in the U.S. because he was born while his dad was a major leaguer, or so, at least in the minors. But Latin descent. Right. Uh, but I was at least answering, like, the counterpoint to the Vlad Guerrero Jr. one. Okay. Uh. Uh, shit. We're totally going to get canceled. <laughs> Venezuela? No. Nope. Dominican. Yeah, he's Dominican. Republic. And he was actually born in the Dominican Republic. He wasn't born in the U.S. Who is son? Yeah, Tatis Jr. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, now the softballs are over. Oh, oh boy. Now, now it might be one of those things where we gotta find this. You know, he might have to look at the photo. Yeah. Because you're not gonna have any. You'll names, probably name some guys so... I don't even know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he plays for the Royals. Okay, I, I yeah. don't know. And that's why it's kind of like spot it. So, Glaber Torres in New York Yankees. Oh, okay. Actually, I kind of want to play this a little bit because. Uh, All right, I'm so... gonna take I'm gonna take that off of my uh, so I don't see it. So I'm just gonna go to the just the Google image search, which won't show it. To yeah, me. And, and that's that's essentially oh, what you have to do. Glaber Torres. Oh, Fran- Torres. Okay. Francisco's playing along as well. Yeah. So this is great. 
this is fantastic. This I, think, like I... I think Francisco may have unintentionally given it away there. What, what's the uh, answer? Labor Cuban? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I haven't. All right, we have your answer. Um, Flavor Torres. I'm going to go with uh, Puerto Rico. So Andrew went with the safe bet answer, living in 305. You're not correct either. Flavor Torres is Caracas, Venezuela. Okay, that's what. That's what I was. That was my second choice. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at his facial features and. <laughs> That, that's 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 you know. sometimes you know going from there man and, right, then, and the last names too even, the last names even, hold on question should i be looking at pictures of these guys yeah you can go on yeah go you on can look YouTube at the screen. yeah just go on google image search that way you don't okay. see the wikis you know yeah you're gonna have to if because i have it on the screen if you, you want to see it there but it's a bit tiny uh, if you're looking at like on your phone or something. Okay, I I I've just been doing this blind in theory because I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to look at anything. Oh, yeah, man, you're, you're allowed crazy. to look at Google images. And I so. almost I was I was on Venezuela or Puerto Rico. I'm like, ah oh, man, I should have gone with it. You know, we're both born in the same place. So yeah, so you know, Glaber, Venezuela. So here's kind of a softball, but let's see if you guys have been paying attention. And Freddie had mentioned him. Aroldis Chapman. Oh well. Oh, he's Cuban. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go. There right. we go. Um, so, although I just I just knew that from his history, I didn't. I couldn't tell. Well, no, I could actually. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to shut up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nestor Cortez. We're pulling the line here, guys. Oh, nasty Nestor. Oh man. Yeah. He's. You, you might have to get those images and you know try to decipher that mustache is wonderful. He's. <laughs> Okay, he speaks like perfect English. Oh, I feel. Like, I think I've heard. Of him. I think I've heard. Of him like... man. So yeah, he's from Miami, but so so he's technically American. But Latin descent is. Okay, Nestor Cortez. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Uh, this is a pretty big limb here, but. And I'm basing this in part on his last name. Is he Mexican? Okay. Um, damn. Cortez. I'm just trying to look at his face. <laughs> I'm just looking at that mustache. <laughs> uh, damn it. He's from Miami. I mean, he's he's got to he's got to have some Cuban in him. <laughs> Do, 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 I'm done. Do, do, do. Yeah, I'll just go with. Cuban All right, so. And sometimes <laughs> playing stereotypes work because Cuban American. There we go. I was about to say, I'm like, just Cuban by default. I mean, sheesh. And, and Andrew uh, Cortez, the, it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean Mexican because, uh, you know, those conquistadors conquered a lot of people. Fair <laughs> yeah. The, the education. So now we're going to. You saw where my head was, at least. Yeah. I thought you just based it solely on the mustache and the last thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I'm not, so... I'm not that racist. <laughs> no, you're not saying that. So now we're going to go this to. Is, this is the weirdest the, segment. The... I, I'm loving it. So now we're going to go to the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. Maybe give some softballs. So, you know, we'll start with. Um, Randy Orozarena. Okay. Randy Orozarena. 
And so far, Andrew is not in the winning capacity after we got through the softball. So I'm, I'm checking his card. I'm checking his card, man. Okay. He's one of two things in, in, my, in my eyes. He's either Dominican or Cuban. That's actually what my two were as well. So uh, I'm gonna. Go... I'm... Uh, oh, I think uh, something may have accidentally given it away on Google Images. Okay, well um, I'm gonna go with Cuban, and I'll tell you that. why. I'm going with Cuban. Andrew. Dominican. Answer is Cuban. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. There's a lot of Cubans with really weird names that you would not think are Hispanic names. And it's mainly because of the Russian influence from the communism era. Uh, so so a lot of them will have like names like Randy. His name is Randy. <laughs> you know, uh, his name is Randy. Aroldis Chapman. Chapman. He's got the last name of Chapman. Um there's there's uh there's there's a bunch of uh, I think uh, who else is um gosh I think Uriel uh, the guy the, the, the one of the two guys their brothers you know one's in Houston Uri, one's in Toronto uh, Uriel yeah Uriel they're both Cubans but Yuri is is like a uh, is, is like Uriel. a Russian influence yeah. so so that's why these guys have those weird names that they're from Cuba sometimes. Okay, so right. right now, a Andrew, aside from the guys that he knew, so this is actually very, uh, you know, ed educational. Yeah, educational at the same time. Like, I'm, like I'm, t this is stuff I learned in Latin American history. <laughs> a Andrew's a cool O for four right now. Yeah, we're gonna go over to the Red Sox. Mm. So, your boy Alex Cora, <laughs> my boy Rafael Devers. All right, All Star. Rafael Devers. Uh, Rafael. Damn. What are you? Some of those weird Curacao guys. <laughs> and then I have another one that you guys wouldn't be able to guess that's on the Red Sox after. Like, you'll look at me, I'm like, holy shit. We're at one hour and 35 minutes just to let you know. As far as time is concerned, uh, for for some reason, I'm getting, and it's probably going to be so dead wrong. Uh, Raphael Devers, man, this is what I get for not paying attention to this. We should have my dad on this. He's been he actually. <laughs> He's, he's really good at identifying where people are from. I will admit that just I feel... Just by glancing at them or just even hearing them talk. I will. I feel I feel a little bit better knowing that Francisco is struggling as well. It's harder than you think. I mean, I only really deal with a certain uh, demographic of people. I think it's unique because you, you know, I don't know a lot of Nicaraguans, and then a lot of people are like Colombian or Argentinian. And I'm like, trust me, I know too. It confuses me as well. He's, he's, um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cuban. 
just just as as a default. <laughs> All right, Raphael Devers. I'm just going with the last name, and, but even then, I I I'm try. I, I have some. Uh. Andrew, let's go. So my gut is telling me Venezuelan, but my head is overpowering and is going to say that I'm that it's Dominican. And if it's Venezuelan, I'm going to be very angry at myself. Andrew is one for five or one for six now. Oh, something because he is Dominican Republic descent right. or born. All right. Next All right. one, keeping with the Red Sox, Jeter Downs. And oh my one. God, he just came up. The man named after Jeter Downs. He's Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought he was black. Well, when you find out. Is he Miles Morales black? Is, is he one of the... <laughs> <laughs> for the record, for anyone listening, that was Francisco, not me. Miles Morales is cool. We're getting canceled. This is why we gotta on. go on a hiatus, all right? We gotta, we gotta end this. And we'll be back. Um, this is great for our Belgian audience that's weirdly happening. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Belgium. We love your waffles. Uh, oh, man. Um, Both of you are going to get it wrong. And look, I I wouldn't even know. Jeter Downs is Hispanic? Mm-hmm. Is it Paraguay? <laughs> nope. No. No. He's... I, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, okay, so I'm probably... He said you're probably... Uh, I mean, G- okay, his name is Jeter... Okay, so they had to have like like the Yankees. And... This is like the equivalent of Charles. I'm gonna go with Puerto name. Rican. I'm just gonna go with that. Andrew. Uh. If he's if he's Panamanian, I'm gonna go nuts. <laughs> if it's one of those. <sighs> I'm not saying nothing. Like if he was not... like, oh Mariano, and I watched the Yankees, and Jeter was on the Yankees, and they. You know, um, I'm just going to go off the board here. It's probably wrong. Uh, God. There's not many countries to choose from. There's so many countries to choose from. <laughs> I mean, but really. I'm, gonna, I'm Okay, uh, you know what? I'm going completely off the board here. Curacao. From where? Curacao. Curacao. But I don't count them. They're Dutch. (laughs) Yeah, you're not correct. He is Colombian or a Colombian. Colombian. Ah, gosh darn it. My people. And I told you. I was like, oh, don't tell me. He's one of the few Colombians. There's few Colombians, uh, a few Mexicans. But Andrew not as Jones, prevalent as, you know. Andrew Jones is from Curacao, for the record. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they, they even beat uh, the Dominican in the 09 World Baseball Classic. So. But but I don't consider them, I guess, let's just say primarily Spanish-speaking countries. So we'll, we'll just say that. The Spanish-speaking uh, Latin America. Because yeah, they're technically can't... Latin America. Um. Argentina's Falkland yeah. Islands. Yeah. Going to Toronto. Oh, you see, keep it to like the ALDs, and if we like this, we'll revisit it as he evolves. Yeah. 
it hits you harder, the, right? The name completely downs, Jeter downs. Uh, never mind. Okay. That, that's life. All right, so this like, one. Like actually from Colombia? Like not Colombian American? Well, remember, it's, you know, born Latino descent. Yeah, I know. I know. So, you know. Baseball classic rules. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll go with, you know, a couple. There, I think there's a couple softballs over out. here. I actually want to put this out right now. Where is yeah, Colombian American. Okay. There yeah. You go. He's from, but he was born in Colombia, San Andres, Colombia. Where's the American part in him? They grew up in Miami. Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. Another person from Miami that the Marlins don't even draft. Good job. The Marlins never get a hometown guy. They never do. <laughs> they never, right. like, the, the last one was who? What, Mike Lowell? Like, they, oh. and well, wait, wait, didn't you draft a guy a few years ago? That was from Miami. And we had like Michael up. Morris, but he sucked. Or Jared Saltalamakia, but he sucked too. Like we never get good guys. Wow, you talk that are about from a player here. remember to forget. And then Gio Gonzalez, he came here as a you know minor league contract thing, but he was he was he was uh you know he was a has been by that point. He didn't even make the team. Like we didn't even get him when he was actually he wanted to play here down too. Okay, I'm going off on a rant. So we're we're gonna well, let's draft was... guys from here. Sheesh! Oh no, uh, Lewis Brentson, he sucked. <laughs> He's so, Francisco so salty right now. Oh man! So shout out to Freddie who was talking about him early in the All Star, and he is an All Star for Toronto. It's Alejandro Kirk. Oh boy! Did you say Alejandro Kirk? Yeah. Oh boy! All right. Um, the catcher. Oh, the catcher. Yeah, the catcher. Right, I don't want to spoil it for myself, so I'm going to go to. Mm. Where's images? Where is this? Why is it taking me here? Uh, where's images? There it is. Alejandro Kirk. Is it fair to say our ancestors would be better at identifying Latino descent or Latino descent than the modern day culture? I don't know if it's just the lack of experience of traveling the world. Wow. This is the hardest one. Yeah. And when you get the Alejandro answer. Kirk. Okay, so he's like me. Or Charles, where you can't really pinpoint it on first glance. Well, when I where tell you who he's in comparison <laughs> to, it's going to mess you up even more so. I think I know the answer. All right, well, what's Alejandro your answer, Kirk. Andrew? I think it's Nicaragua. Hmm. <sighs> Let's that, see the that. last Alejandro Kirk. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna make him Venezuelan. Man, I feel like Andrew pulled the wrong answer. And I'll have to see. Well, Alejandro Kirk, let me tell you where you will be confused, but it makes sense. Do y'all watch boxing? Do you know no. who the most prominent boxer in middleweight is? Is Saul Canelo Alvarez? Is he Mexican? And is he Mexican? He, Alejandro Kirk is Mexican. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's he's I, I thought the Alejandro would have been the uh, the uh the affirmation. He's a Louis CK Mexican. There we go. I know I, I I'm like I'm like, oh okay. And th- this is good I'm, too. I'm comparing him to like celebrities and fictional characters. Because <laughs> Louis CK is Mexican, guys, if you don't know. He is Mexican. Uh, really? Yes. Yeah. He's he's he, he's he's from Mexico. So yeah. Um, All right, so I'll give you one more from here and then one more from 
the Orioles now complete the AL East. And then we'll, we'll see if we want to revisit this postgame. So, Jose Barrios, starting pitcher. Jose and the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, Jose Barrios. Jose Barrios. He's Puerto Rican. I'm going to say he's Puerto Rican. Freddie says Kirk is 5'8", 245. That's all muscle up. 5'8", mm-hmm. man. He's a catcher, that's, right? He's got to be a catcher, right? Yeah, that, that's yeah. all muscle to be yeah. that height and then be that stocked out. Yeah. Good center of gravity. He's Andrew? Puerto Rican. I'm, I'm throwing, I already threw mine out there. Um, Because he reminds me of Oh, gosh, uh, Javier, was it was it Javier Vasquez? What am I talking about? No, um, freaking he pitched for the Yankees and he pitched his last season for the Marlins. Oh, uh, I don't know who you're talking about. He pitched for the Yankees. He was actually pretty good. They never won a series with him though. Um, I'm trying my best to. Formulate an answer without his no, answer. No, no, no. I'm thinking of somebody well, completely different. Your, your answer, your answer could be his answer. It just has to be right. But I just want to make sure that I'm reaching that of my own accord and not basing it off him. Okay. Uh, but uh, Trey Mancini went to Winter Haven. He was born in Winter Haven. Do I know Trey Mancini? Did I? <laughs> He's thirty. Maybe that explains why I liked him. All right, Andrew. I'm. I'm gonna go with Francisco on this one. You would both be correct. Okay. Puerto Rican descent. Puerto Rican. And right. and I too was with you. Like yeah, I, you know you, you the people that you interact with it helps you it educates you it goes from there. This is also the check your privilege episode, I guess, is what you call it. Um, I, I, it was I Javier be... Vasquez. I knew it. Yeah, and he is Puerto Rican. That just he had the, yeah yeah he looked Puerto Rican. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could so, be wrong, but I think part of what might help me with that is because growing up in Kissimmee, it's a very there's a very large Puerto Rican population there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just happy that all your answers have not been Cuban at <laughs> one time. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll go one more for Baltimore, um, and then we'll call it a, a day we're on at, the AL Yeah, we're at 146. So yeah. So and he's a former Yankee and. I don't miss him really much, but I remember he did a walk off on us. Rognet Odor. Ooh, Rognet Odor. Second baseman. Rugi. Ah, oh, the, the the most infamous punch in Major League Baseball history. Yep, that, that's we 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 bring it into. We're Rugnet not talking about no Odor. bums here. Damn, where are you from? Wow, I'm stumped. Um, I'm gonna go with my my previous theory of weird names being Cuban, so I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Andrew, 
even though, uh, yeah. And I, I closed my ears when Francisco said his, so I can right. be sure that I, and I honestly didn't hear him, so that's not going to impact my decision, I don't think. Um, oh, come on. I saw it already. I, yeah. I know. Yeah. Damn it. I need to get better at this. <laughs> um, I am going to guess Colombian. Oh, you're actually closer. Geographically than closer. Yeah. He is Venezuelan. Yeah. Damn it. I was going to yeah. guess that. Yeah, I like, thought you were going to try and throw like a curveball at me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I. Yeah, so that was our edition. We won't have any more because we're going to get canceled for people thinking <laughs> things differently. I had fun with it because as, yeah. you know, for us, who is like, okay, growing up in my households are different too. I lived in Miami. I got my family. And then some of them are like, I, I feel like the Jose Barrios was a slam dunk for me. As mm. I, I, I'll tell you now, though, my Colombian brethren with Jeter Downs, I would have known. I would have thought, yeah, I would have been like Dominican said. So what it tells us, moral of the story is, there is Latin America's doing good in baseball, and maybe other sports should switch it up. And then also, Alejandro Kirk is stacked. Mm. And unfortunately, that means Israel is screwed in the World Baseball Classic. Ooh, oh yeah, that pool. And we, that, we didn't get a chance to look. We we could have talked about. Oh, we can talk about that next week. That that is the group thing. of death. Yep. That is the group of death, and it's not Israel's fault because one of was it Venezuela? Who was it? Who was in that pool? Pool D, which is Miami, by the way. Yeah, so maybe this is a good tie-in. It's Venezuela. To, uh, it's the Dominican to the, Republic. To the World Baseball Classic. Uh, but we're at one fifty, so we gotta kind of have to well, move. We we'll, uh, we'll talk yeah. about it next week. Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that look we did a segue that's not coming across as mm. you know overly insensitive. We educated ourselves <laughs> and everybody. Yes, so universe. Yeah, Israel, through no fault of their own, is I, I don't think they have a good chance of getting out of that group. All right. Well, the uh, Charles, uh, we can go to the cage. I, can't, I don't even know how to segue from this segment to that. <laughs> from one, I'll, I'll just bring in like a Hispanic oh, wrestler, Eddie Guerrero. So uh, welcome everybody. Your we I can actually segue it. Welcome everybody. Your <laughs> weekly True Plagues the Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer: Wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a song and dance about men and women being the holy hell of each other, trying to get championships, chase championships, establish their legacies. It is also the 20 year anniversary of Rey Mysterio. Uh, being with the WWE, I believe, and not just wrestling. So there we go. You know, Rave Zero, Mexican Descent, Lucha Libre. Man, look how it's easier to translate and not feel as racist in the feelings comparison to what we just did for a fun 10 minutes in my eyes. It's like you guys my little experiments. Fellas, we're on the road to SummerSlam. NXT's doing some stuff right now as well. I've got Freddy's cat on the screen, by the way. We have Freddy's cat, and, you know, we, we <laughs> like cats. We like dogs. So they're always welcome here. And that effect, so yay us. Um, there's, there's some, you know, we thought we were good for two weeks. We thought we were good for two weeks. We'll actually talk about wrestling. And then came out some other news of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But let's run down the list of some stuff to kind of go from there. New Japan, still going on. Stuff's happening. No building to it. We'll go from there. It'll be a shorter cage, too, because sometimes we have those moments. 
impact um there was some controversy going on and i don't know how i want to address it but i'll address it itself because one of the things you'll always hear me say is that twitter is toxic and there's nothing more toxic than the internet wrestling community there's been some body shaming going on of adam cole baby who we love and then um Eddie Kingston, who we definitely love. And then the latest thing on Impact, Jordan Grace, the Knockouts Women Champion, had made some comments about how a certain murderer of his family, Chris Benoit, couldn't hang with today's wrestlers. And that shit got blown oh, out of proportion. Oh, and the Chris Benoit conversation <laughs> is really going – it is like subject for debate sometimes. Yeah. So should you even make an acknowledgement of him being a good at anything mm. – knowing that he killed like his family members and i think uh. good for jordan grace i like jordan grace i don't talk about her enough on impact but she she's a big standout she's you know um strong built wrestles were married to jordan gresham who's the ring of honor world champion which is part of tony khan's whole clan um going from there but it it was kind of surprising how some people were like look i know he's a murderer but um he could run circles around the wrestlers there and i mean i think you have people it's like the same conversation of of uh appreciating the artists when you talk about like michael jackson or R. kelly you know jose fernandez sports guy yeah yeah it's barry mccockner uh pulled a number on that one uh in his mlb uh flaming fans uh video yeah i i don't I don't. I I know. I acknowledge Jose Fernandez on the Marlins historian account, but I don't. I only really acknowledge. Like I'm not like oh I miss him. I don't put anything like that. I just acknowledge what he did while he was alive. You know it's, what I mean? it's unfortunate because he was such Which a is, good player. Yeah, and like like when he was alive, his personality, and just leave it at that i don't go any further yeah. than oh he was such a great i don't do any of that i just like hey man this guy was awesome uh if only you not did what he did so the resolution to it was jordan grace and david benoit chris benoit's son are going to be working on like a joint thing together to donate some money all that fun stuff i won't go too crazy on it but that's just the highlight it is controversy sometimes you have to reference controversy in our wrestling because even though it doesn't have it hasn't air of scriptedness there is real stuff that happens um so that's impact ring of honor they're gonna have a pay-per-view coming soon death before dishonor more matches i'll announce it and going from there i think john gresham was even against lee moriarty he turned heel on AEW dark or no AEW rampage last week turning heel, maybe becoming the bad guy which is interesting but he joined tully blanchard enterprise so tully blanchard is an og for an nwa um national wrestling alliance with the four horsemen um, also went to WWE, fantastic wrestler, had been managing FTR for some reason that, you know, broke up. He's not doing that anymore, but now he has um, a tag team built up and they had Brian Cage and now he has John Gresham. They also announced Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. So at least you're going to get some good quality wrestling coming from there. So more to come when Death Before Dishonor comes in. AEW! Dynamite tomorrow. They got Fighter Fest week one and two. The next couple weeks, that's usually their big cashow that they have going on. Um, I'm not crazy about the card because remember, AEW, for lack of their pay per views, because they don't have oversaturation, they like to do um, little 
many segments as well called or many pay-per-views on their tnt so so they have like night one night two or week one and week two what the hell zelda just got powers in the background from the little mini guardian i'm still playing age of calamity fun game but the highlight match they're going to be doing is um your new tnt champion warlow going against orange cassidy which is interesting claudio Castanoli, formerly known as cesaro versus his former wwe wrestling partner jake hager there's some history there am i over this feud of eddie kingston and chris jericho and everybody connected yes i am and we'll talk about that in a second they're gonna have the young bucks defending the um aw tag team championships in a triple or nothing match against keith lee swore strickland and against the team of powerhouse Hobbs and ftw with ricky stark or ftw champion ricky starks ftw is like a secondary title there i'm kind of over that portion of using keith lee and swerve circle and powerhouse and ricky starks for some reason they had a pay-per-view match at the latest pay-per-view at double or nothing when luchasaurus and um jungle boy were still tag team champs now we're just kind of replacing i'm sure the match is going to be a banger but i i need things you know they kind of work from there they're gonna have john moxley for and i'm gonna butcher i'm sorry konosuke takashita um, and I've seen Konosuke do some good stuff, but my problem is still with Moxley having the interim title has no bearing or weight, and I'm all for Warlow and Championship. And then the following week, um, I'll save that for the show close out because that's also be my SummerSlam wrap-up. But AEW has some matches intrigue. I think they're kind of slow plotting a little bit for me on the storylines after Forbidden Door. Um, Mifa, Daruk, Arbursa, and Rivali are trapped in their database. Oh, great, I can have it. Fantastic. Um, but it's interesting to see how they're going to develop them and really build into something there. So let's talk about WWE, and it's going to be a short cage. Next week's going to be a long one. But um, we have SummerSlam coming up. There's a lot of beef going around, boys. A lot of beef getting swollen to it. But Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, last man standing, they're calling it the last match. Mm, Cowboy hat here. Cowboy Brock. He lifted Otis. Otis is like... He's like Alejandro Kirk's like evolution of being a squat man, all beef, all muscle, and we love Otis. As a heavy, we love Otis. Brock was on Raw last night. Alpha Academy took a shot at him. He's calling out for Roman. He's calling Roman the tribal hog, and he's going to spear him, skewer him, cook him, spin him up. It's one of those possibilities that Dear Brock, Lord. I, 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 I have it on the screen. The yeah, I got Oof. the photo on the screen there. There's a lot of meat stack on top of each other. Yeah, and I, I was like, I was loving it. It was like my Brazilian barbecue all over mm. again, a steakhouse. Ah. I, I love a good meat slapping because mm, you have to ask yourself this. Yeah, right. How do you like your wrestling? How do you like your wrestlers? I, you do need entertainment and you do need comedy, but I also feel that sometimes you do need an air of like actual fight feelings. We know Brock and Murray, you guys, a former UFC champion. And then Otis is a former, you know, powerlifter and think wrestler memory search me right so we know there's some beef there but i can also deal with like the smaller size guys because if you ever done martial arts bruce lee bodies are much thinner than brock lesnar bodies and they can still murder you so but that's the you know that's the the twitter feel sometimes with people they, they say certain things they don't recognize that you can have somebody who's like a buck 50 wet still be able to destroy your wreck face um they're still building up other matches, SummerSlam. I'm hoping next week we would have more insight. At the moment, we know we're going to have Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Interesting note, Austin Theory is asking for tips on cashing his money in the bank contract and on Seth Rollins for help because Seth Rollins has the greatest ice ever. Two years ago, they were part of the same stable when he was the Messiah, and then Austin Theory was one of his supporters in there. So it maybe it's something that brings it all back in. We're assuming we're going to get Riddle versus Seth Rollins, which – 
could be good, could be bad. I think the match will be fine, but we need more of a build. Someone said it online when I was going through tr- Twitter. Now that Randy's out with a back injury, we need Riddle to kind of um, ease up and scale back from doing all the Randy Orton moves. You know, that's like his best bro, Randy, and we know they're going to break up at some point. Um, SmackDown, Gunther, fantastic Intercontinental Champion. I love him. Don't ruin him. Vince, you have my attention here. Hold me out. If you give me John Cena versus Gunther at SummerSlam, and the storyline is very simple. John Cena has never had the IC title in his decorated 20-year career. And you have Gunther, who was a formerly Walter on NXT and in Nationals, get called up, and they had to change his name, but his look is just fantastic. He looks intimidating. He's scary. I'm just deadly in love with him. He lost so much weight. He was a big, beefy boy. Old school Walter. You should Google that. Old school Walter, what he looked like. And then when he got called in the main roster, Vince is like, no, no, no. Look at it. And then Vince was like, you can't look like that anymore. You got to cut out. And then he ended up trimming out so good that he still looks intimidating and imposing, but he kind of looks like a James Bond villain now. And I'm like, whew. Like, I love it. His chops are just fantastic. Just slight some people. Because... I would get hyped for Gunther versus Cena, or hear me out. I would also get hyped for John Cena versus Bobby Lashley because the muscles Whoa. just rippling against each other. Oh, 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 boy, Walter! Yeah, it's a big change, and he could yeah. go at that weight. Yeah, both. So on one side, you got a guy that you don't f with, who's going to drink you under the table and then just slap your face, and you have another guy who's fighting James Bond. <laughs> it's like straight up. Yeah, but that's the potential. You also yeah, have you put him in a suit. He's like a Bond villain. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then you have the Usos versus the Street Profits, and they're going to have the special guest referee. I think they said it's going to be our truth. I have to verify that. That's probably going to be match of the night for me on SummerSlam. It, they had the match of the night for Money in the Bank, um, and then, you know, that ended weird. And there's a few other ones going into it. But let's talk about the bigger controversy. I sent you guys a meme on it, and, you know, the internet has no chill, and nor do I. We'll follow the Deshaun comments. But there's more articles from the Wall Street Journal boys that Vince McMahon was receiving oral sex from a uh, WWE wrestler, a female employee in 2006. And then they had came back to sue him and he paid like millions of dollars for more hush money. So remember a couple of weeks ago, Vince McMahon's first little lawsuit thing was, or not lawsuit, but the reveal was the NDA about the paralegal that worked from WWE's legal team. Now these are actually talking about wrestlers who were fired, made prompt. Well, that happened, you know, and I, I feel bad for anybody who has to touch that man. But, um, you know, how to do that, paid off, fired, came back to it, and now it's coming out, and there, there's rumors that might be more. And I understand rumors, rumors, and Vince's behavior. And mind you, dirt sheets mean nothing, but I can totally see what this one came out where Vince's reaction was, fuck him. And that, that was literally what was said in the backstage, allegedly. And when you know a person's personality, and I don't know if it's being his personality, but I do know that, Oftentimes, billionaires tend to be what, guys? Egotistical narcissists. I can see somebody who legally is probably safe, just saying, fuck them. Let them, you know, say what they want about me. The truth is I'm still going to get paid make money because that's that that's that billionaire hubris that everybody has. He might even have a certain president, like a president guy, a president, you know, nominee, a president itself that have that kind of behavior. Um, so that's bad, though, if it comes out that now – not only were you doing that, but you, even though you were having consensual um, sexual activities with employees, you still kind of kept on a low low because if there was a standard practice in HR, 
fool me once, shame on you, but there is no fool me two, three times, four times when you actually have a business. And this stuff was, I believe, before WWE became private in itself. So now you have shareholders investigating. Do I see Vince um, removing himself or being removed by the board? No. Do I like lay, a, lay awake each night and dream of having that goblin scene in Spider-Man 1 when um, Willem Dafoe goes, you can't do this to me. Do you know how much I sacrifice? And just instead of Willem Dafoe, it's Vince McMahon. Absolutely. It helps me sleep and I have the best dreams thinking of it. What <laughs> I think it does do is put Stephanie McMahon as interim CEO for a lot longer and maybe maybe hear me out the longer this stuff goes on the longer stephanie and h and to a degree maybe shane comes back are in play of running the business and if stocks don't plummet and they remain or they rise maybe you have an early retirement for vince mcmahon and that means christmas came early for charles and i would be just so happy why do i want vince mcmahon gone how much time do you have? But Ooh. it's all the missed opportunities, the missed even, potentials. I, I, I haven't even finished the the complete catalog of all the cages yet. So, but there are uh, probably close to a hundred <laughs> reasons why. <laughs> and at this point, my favorite wrestler isn't always going to be Vince's favorite wrestler, and that's understandable. But you're talking about inconsistent booking, lack of faith in people, not letting the process develop, putting your faith in the wrong talent sweeping or forgetting about talent that was once popular into the abyss. And the problem is, is that the the cuts and the firings really didn't hurt me as much. I told you guys, but wrestling is entertainment and viewing is something that you view unlike the sports stuff, because you're never going to see the Cleveland Browns versus um, the Carolina Panthers more than one time. It's a one-time gig. So you might watch it for certain things to watch Sam Darnold get usurped by Baker Mayfield against the Jacoby Brissett's because, you know, Deshaun Watson's not going to be there. But it's a one-time viewing, and you know if it's a 30-something blowout, you go and watch it. Wrestling's a week-to-week. It's basically binging a TV show, except for, you know, episode after episode. You have a three-hour segment on Raw. You have a two-hour segment on NXT. You have a two-hour segment on SmackDown. And you watch pay per view, so you're investing in characters, you're investing in the actors, right? You know, that's why we all care about Stranger Things and what happened there. Um, or Thor, and you watch four movies and you realize, oh man, it's not Tom Holland, they're great. So, there's a lot of gripes I have with Vince, but I think the longer it goes on, and if the board members see competency with Stephanie, and if she's able to, because here's the question that you have to ask yourself, too what is the, your actual employees, not just your contracted people? Oh, and side note, there's internal stuff that they finally released, Sasha and Naomi, so good for them. I hope they get the mm. chance to kind of build in from there, yeah, give them what they want. But what is the work environment that females who have already had to objectify themselves by looking sexy and, you know, glammed up in half-naked clothing or coming into it and doing wrestling moves and having people touch them physically in the ring, consensually, sure, because you're practicing moves and stuff like that. Um, but how are they going to feel about that knowing that their boss didn't have just one, but multiple times possibly pressuring because how do I want to say this delicately? So I get to that. Screw it's me. I I make fun of Deshaun Watson all the time. Mm. I don't see a lot of people. And listen, I'll say it right now, if your position is, well, man, that looks bad on, you know, the woman who actually decided to give, you know, oral sex to Vince McMahon and she should be objectified. Yes. She made choices, but something tells me Vince wasn't being, Vince doesn't strike me as the coolest guy on the block. I'm just saying right now. 
I don't see Vince having pool without the money and the affluence and being your boss. So if you're a woman or even if you're a man, I mean, there's the Pat Patterson rumors from years ago, but don't, that's a different, that's like a dark side of the ring kind of tale. But how are you going to want to feel being an entertainer, performer, or working behind the scenes and having that being your boss? Hustle workplace. Hmm. What are we doing about that? And I feel bad on that because there is sexual objectivity that covers in the sport. And then also in just behind the scenes of how you book it. Because you got to remember, 20 years ago, Vince McMahon was doing bra and panties matches. Vince McMahon was having beautiful Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus, you can follow me on the Twitter, please. FJOGR, Charles the True, Dan Frijoles, Sports Scoops, having her like barking like a dog for him. And yes, it's entertainment. And we like smut. All of us, all of us have watched a certain degree of smut television. Jerry Springer, reality TV shows, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Housewives, um, Americans Got Talent, or what have you. And sometimes wrestling goes what's up. But how are you going to feel about that if someone asks you to perform something? Or if, you know, you want to wear wrestling gear that's modest and then Vince says, oh, no, you need to change your gear to identify because this is the character that you have. There's a difference between auditioning for a role and you have a nude scene and spoken on it's given authentication because you know what's the process of it, I would think, in a TV show or a movie or a play versus like, oh, we're going to change up your character completely. We're going to hear your creative ideas and we're going to have you do this. I wouldn't feel that comfortable. And that, that could be what's on the forefront of what I think any investigatory firm and board director should have in their final disposition. Are we doing something that's not only going to reaffirm the power that this man has, but also give a more imbalance of power between him and the female employees that obviously he has had some kind of interaction with? And think on that, because sometimes wrestling is really straight up real life and that you have to contemplate. We can't always go into lava land. And that's all I got for you this week on the cage. Yeah. Well, hopefully there is an end to all of this situation. Hopefully this is the final the final year where we're... Charles has to deal with this man. This man that has tormented him since since he's ever been on this show. And way before <laughs> then too. Nineteen ninety seven. Twenty five years. Oh, oh boy. Well guys, that's it for us. So we did pretty good on time. We will be back next week for one final episode before we take our hiatus. And we'll be back for NFL Week 1 to recap that. College football will, will be its you know in full gear by that point, too. Of uh, freaking NHL training camps, right? NBA will start training camp soon enough after that, too. Things will be happening last, last month of the baseball regular season. So things will be exciting right it's there's a lot of things but uh next week it's uh mlb all-star game we'll be actually broadcasting during that and we will break down uh, some trade deadline stuff and see the standings and then uh one last cage and one last thing before we uh we go bye bye but we'll have stuff in between anyways uh that's that's it bye bye everybody good night take care